0: Right, sons. You're now listening to the Star Wars Friends podcast on the No One Is Listening podcast network. Punch it, Chewie. What have we here? Hello there, morning, oh. Senator. Greetings, Greetings. Yam, yam. Yippee. This is so bizarre. We are the
1: ones who guard the power. We are the middle, the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I a bad feeling about
3: this. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. You're a feisty little one. But you'll soon learn some respect.
1: So, this is where the fun begins. Ha 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 ha
4: ha! What are you talking about? This is madness.
1: You got it! What did Lisa say? Understand
0: that Join the conversation with the Star Wars Friends on social media at SW Friends Show. That's at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the Star Wars Friends at show at StarWarsFriends.com if you have a comment or question you want us to read live on the show. Now, here are your hosts, the Star Wars Friends!
2: Hey, what's happening, boys and girls of the internet world? My name is Christopher Maranin, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. And joining me today are my very good Star Wars friends.
3: I'm Josh, and Boba Fett likes to ride dragons because it reminds him of the legendary Mythosaur. Like, always <laughs> my <kids. laughs> well, a reason behind gate, it. gate, baby.
4: Uh, I'm Justin, and I'm always first, kid.
5: Nice. Uh, This is Kyle, and at this point in the Clone Wars, I have dismantled and destroyed over 100,000 of you Type (laughs) 1 battle droids. That's a
3: lot of
4: droids. That That is apparently a Pikachu. I mean,
3: (laughs) my sound turned up for the audio test, and Tab started texting me. It's uh, uh,
2: 100,000 type 1 battle <laughs> droids. That dude, Mace Windu, is a not only a Jedi Master, he can count better than anyone in the known Yeah, he's galaxy. keeping track
5: and uh, measuring I mean, his I can, Jedi something. power.
2: I can barely keep track of, like, I don't know how many pairs of socks I have. This guy is just, I mean, not only is he a mass murderer of droids, I guess. That's Do we consider that murder? Do we consider well, droids
3: over? He, he said dismantled. Oh, that's right. That's, <laughs> you know? But if he considers them sentient enough to make the choice to to stand down, I would say yes. It is. Yeah. Oh, good, yeah. good point.
2: Good point. Mm-hmm. So, um, hey, you know this is a. Uh, I just want to say. I, I- I've said it last episode. Um, I hope everyone's staying healthy. I hope everyone listening to us gets some positivity and some enjoyment out of today's episode. That's what we're here for at the Star Wars Friends—is to uh, you know to try to spread that positivity. I know it's a scary time for a lot of people all over the world, and uh, to all of our Star Wars friends all over the world, I hope that we can bring some joy uh, to your days by listening to our episodes, and uh, yeah. hopefully we can uh, tell some eye-rolling jokes about Boba Fett uh, <laughs> throughout the rest of this episode. They definitely. Yeah. Make- my eyes roll so (laughs) Uh, but yeah man it's just I want everyone to stay healthy obviously stay in touch with your local authorities and and make sure everything's uh, you know going smooth if there's anything you want to vent about anything you want to talk about you want to talk Star Wars we're here for you you can hit us up at SW Friends Show on Twitter Instagram Facebook you can email us show at Star Wars Friends and if you need someone to just uh, vent about uh, Rise of Skywalker whatever anything anything on your mind you want to tell us you want to tell us what you picked up uh, you know online you want to Tell us about the really awesome comics that have come out over the last few weeks. Go ahead and hit us up. We want to hear from you. And, you know, if you're quarantined at home, man, that's what podcasts are for. It's what friends are for. We're here for you. We want to make sure that you have someone to talk to uh, over this really bizarre time in our in our history. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, guys, I, as much as, as somber as things are in this country, um, you know, I want to do our best duty to kind of bring some joy and what what better way to bring joy to people than with a little cool in the gang we're doing our Woo-hoo! little <laughs> our star wars celebration countdown right so uh, this is something I want to do every episode and count down the weeks until Star Wars Celebration. And we are 23 weeks away from Star Wars Celebration. So I know a lot of people have messaged me. A lot of people have been online saying, hey, do you think it's going to get canceled? What's going on? Too early to tell. And I'm just going to hold out hope, man. I mean, we put so much effort and um, so much of our energy into Star Wars Celebration. And uh, I don't want to think about it the The other side uh so let's you know i i'm still counting on it being there i'm still counting on doing a poolside podcast you know live a live friday night saturday night whatever podcast from star wars celebration so we got 23 weeks um trust in
4: the force definitely trust in, trust in, the, force. in the
2: force we have hope we have hope um you know the other thing is they they released the podcast application panel uh panels so we're going to apply for that. We got a, some really positive feedback on social media. Say, hey, we want you guys to be there. Yeah, we want to be there too, man. So let's hope that we can get on that podcast panel. And then they also um, they put out media badges. So if anyone's listening that's part of the media or you write articles on Star Wars, uh, go ahead and apply. You can do that through the Star Wars Celebration website. That's active now, I believe, until the end of June. So you can get those submissions in. Guys, They asked us in that podcast submission what our three best episodes are. Um, I have had a hard time wrapping my mind around that, because I've enjoyed so many of our episodes. Uh, I really don't. you have any initial thoughts on what we should send to Star Wars to listen to? The last three? (laughs) It's definitely got to be one of the ones that I'm on, that's for sure. There you go. Uh, (laughs) That's a tough one, man. I I know. We've had some really great episodes up to this point, but... uh, We'll figure that I'm kinda out. I'm kind of
5: with Josh. I think they keep getting better, though. Our most recent ones are some of the best. Yeah. Our yeah. origin stories one, I think, was pretty good, too. The sound, I think it sounds a little better now. We've gotten better at doing it, but it was yeah. very genuine, that's for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and if you if you do the last three, you get Kyle's moment of glory with the with the <laughs> commercial, and then you get my moment of glory with the John Williams bit. That so, is I mean, true. That that's is true. That's That's enough for me. I don't really care well, about anything else. Justin's really smart on every episode. <laughs> yeah, <so> he's <laughs> always
5: a fat filler on all of them. Especially if you ask
2: Chris.
3: Yeah, well, hey, all right. Well, hey, let's
2: let's let's kind of push Josh up here right. a little bit. Um so Josh, not only are you a certified John Williams one percenter, uh it's a it's a true. renowned honor. To have you on the show, uh, to have you be a Star Wars friend, I feel I like
5: increases taxes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, wrong, one percent, one percent. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> right, um, but you also had a really uh, incredible life moment occur over this past weekend. So, just congratulations to you and Tabitha on your engagement. Uh, that's yep. huge. Pretty excited for you, Matt. Is she going to be super bummed that you're going to come to celebration? What's going on, man? um,
3: No, I mean she she wants to come, but she's been fully supportive of me going the entire time. So Okay. Yeah. And
2: I know Tab listened. So Tab, you can you can if Josh doesn't pick up his FaceTime, you can FaceTime me (laughs) and I'll get you to Josh. I will track him down. We'll find (laughs) him. No worries. I'll be (laughs) in contact. Yeah, no, No it's good. Congrats, man. I'm I'm super happy for you, dude. That's cool. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. um, Justin and I met up. Uh, I drove down to Columbus uh, Saturday, and it was a snowy day. My goodness. It's Um, beautiful
4: out, though. Big... Big snowflakes. Yeah, awesome. it was
2: wild. Now, I'm from Cleveland. Justin's, Justin's from Columbus. We're about two hours apart, approximately. Um, but I, it was like bone dry in Cleveland, no precipitation. I get about halfway down to Columbus, and it, I can't see. It was like a whiteout uh, yeah. on, on 71 driving down. Uh, but we did a little bit of toy hunting, and we'll talk about that in our fine edition segment. But that uh, big fun in Columbus on High Street downtown is a really solid toy store. We had two of them up here in Cleveland. Living up to the name. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Great shop. So we found some cool stuff there. That was good. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk about that soon. And then Dave Filoni coming out of nowhere hitting us with a Goodwill sketch. Did you guys see this sketch that he put up? Yeah, it's awesome. It mm-hmm. was really cool. Really He's nice. He's never
5: really put out a bad one. I don't have a lot of alerts on my Instagram or Twitter, but Dave Filoni is set on both. And anytime he tweets or post something on Instagram which is not very often but right. I get an alert so I can, it's always good and it's always
3: stalker. a stalker
5: <laughs> I'm a huge creep in that way sorry yeah. Dave
2: if uh, if you're not if you're not familiar with what we're referencing here you can go on Twitter Instagram I believe his handle is slightly different on both I think on Twitter it's just at Dave Filoni on Instagram I think it's at Dave dot but it's a really beautiful sketch done on a, a Lucasfilm animation um, letterhead an official letterhead and the, it's it's Ahsoka, it's Kanan, it's all the Rebels, right? It's Bo-Katan, you can see Bo there. Um, but the caption is, We're all in this together, may the Force be with you, your friends at Lucasfilm and the galaxy far, far away. It's just a nice little thing, it's a goodwill gesture. Um, so good for Dave, recognizing what's going on in the world. I know he's busy with uh, wrapping up Mandalorian Season 2, but uh, it's always important to take care of people in this community, in every community, really. So, um, really cool sketch on that. Now... We had a red alert. I got home from Columbus. I got i, I was doing some stuff, and I got this message. Um, well, okay, let's back this up a little bit. Justin and I were doing another podcast, which is going to drop later this week, a crossover cast with Ro from Scarif Podcast, Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. And we, as soon as we got done with that, Justin, I got, a, I got like four DMs from people saying, did you see this? Did you see this? And I was like, what are they talking about? And The Rise of Skywalker, got released early on digital platforms. So that's super crazy. Um, and I was like, okay, I rushed to go look at my iTunes on Apple TV. I, I got it. I bought it. And then the, you know, the only thing I wanted was the Skywalker saga documentary. That's that, mean, that's what I really, really wanted. And it wasn't there. And I'm like, what is Hmm. happening? I'm, and I'm going through Twitter. I'm doing the whole thing. And, uh, You know, people are like, "Oh yeah, I got I got all the bonus features. I got it on Vudu, and we got some really great feedback from people on on their experience through this." But it was it was a random drop. It hit out of nowhere, and uh, Disney also released Frozen Two early. That's actually on Disney Plus as of today. Um, But it was just to kind of be a goodwill gesture for those folks that are sitting at home and something to do, something to look forward to, and. You know, I finally. So I figured out the mystery though. It was a really convoluted thing. It took me when I got home from Columbus to figure out how to get the bonus features and how to get the 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 documentary. The default on Apple TV was set to standard definition, so you can still buy movies on iTunes in either standard or high def. I, for some reason, it was set to standard. The bonus features do not come with the standard definition. So I had to put in a refund request on the standard definition and re-buy the the movie in HD. They are the same exact price, 19.99, and one's high def and with bonus features, the other's not. Who's buying it in standard definition? Um, you know, get yourself the bonus features. Um, so I did watch <laughs> <laughs> Does somebody have like their their Apple TV
5: or Fire Stick or something hooked up to like an old vacuum tube TV <laughs> that's square and doesn't even have it? Maybe <laughs> with some crazy kind of connecting hookup. I can't even imagine yeah. how that would work.
2: No, <laughs> it's so weird. But uh, you know this this came out of nowhere, kind of like our good friend the Emperor Palpatine. Um, somehow, yeah. I mean, it's, really was a clone or <laughs> yeah.
0: <something. laughs>
2: just out of nowhere hitting them with this early release um you know listen i'm happy they did it i'm happy they did it and i just want me too. the the one thing that bothered me about this whole thing is uh you know I, I saw some negativity i saw a lot of negativity almost instantly after it was released and i put something out on SW friend show on twitter just as a psa man like listen you don't like the movie Okay, like have a thoughtful discussion about it. Please, like we had a really nice month and a half of like calm, nice Star Wars. Everyone's happy about Clone Wars. Let's keep that, let's keep that positivity going, man. Like if you do have qualms, something you want to discuss, that's cool, man. I have a ton of qualms with the movie. I'm not going to go out and bash it. I think it's a great move that Disney and Star Wars put it out early for people to enjoy it. This is, we have to remind ourselves, this is a popcorn flick for most Americans. They're going to watch it with their kids. Uh, A seven to 10 year old kid is going to just have fun watching this movie. They're not going to care about how the story is disjointed or they didn't suit the way that your narrative uh, didn't pan out, but let's just remember what that's for. Um, but if, if any of our listeners do have qualms, send them in to show at star Wars We're still going to do our rise of Skywalker recap show and kind of see where if, if at all our views have changed from the movie release to the home release that'll happen soon. So get those reviews in uh, or any, any ideas you have about rise of Skywalker into us as soon as possible.
5: Mm-hmm. I, the thing to keep in mind and you kind of touched on it is, no matter what you think about the movie, this is Disney making a gesture because mm-hmm, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who have to be at home yeah. and are feeling kind of stir-crazy and anxious. And so they're like, hey, here's a thing to take your mind off for two and two and a half hours if you want. Um, so if you're not the biggest fan of that movie, I'm on record multiple times as not being the biggest fan of that movie, you can still appreciate that Disney did that yeah. for mm-hmm. their fans as a gesture of goodwill, um, which is something that they didn't have to do, and frankly, I'm sure a lot of people didn't expect a big multi bazillion dollar company like that to do. So, no, and, you know, good for them for doing it.
2: It was cool. It's super cool, and I'm actually happy. I still, I but I haven't watched the movie yet. I haven't gone back and rewatched. I did watch the first 15 minutes of it. Um, we talked about a little hyperdrive sequence and a little head scratching with the Tie Fighters. So I had to watch that and just kind of.
5: What's the name for that? She called it something skipping, uh,
3: hyperspace Lightspeed, skipping, lights, light, light speed, speed light skipping.
2: Speed. Okay. Yeah.
3: I don't think those were whispers either. No, you're right. I watched the clip back. They're not, they don't have the red markings. So uh,
2: just as a quick reference to all you listeners, we're trying to figure out how these TIE fighters were following the Millennium Falcon through, uh through light speed um we know that there was some precedent for uh, a hyperspace engine on some tie fighter um prototypes but to my knowledge the first order tie fighters didn't have them the, what the visual dictionary lays out is a sith tie fighter tie whispers having the hyperdrive unit and um i don't know we're all just really confused uh that's a confusing sequence. It visually is cool. It's fun, like yeah, I said, if you're nice. se- if you're 7 to 10 years old, it's oh, this is really cool. But when you start to like wait, what? It's uh <laughs> it's yeah. kind of confusing. I think it's
5: clones, wasn't it clones? <laughs> the the ships were clones and then the the clones to the hype. I don't
3: know. No, <laughs> Clones. <laughs> not fully a clone ship, and not quite a man or whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> oh God! Um, so th- th- there, the light speed for the first order of tie fighters does predate that movie, um, but it's only for the special forces ones. Mm. And the special forces ones have the red on them, just like the tie whispers. It actually might be the same. But then your tie pilots. You remember seeing the tie pi- first order of tie pilots with like the red stripes on the yeah. helmet? Mm-hmm. That's the so that's the special forces ties okay so okay well we need to like zoom and enhance and enhance to see you know <laughs> yeah we'll figure it out we going to we'll, get a CSI move on yeah. there
2: well just download it in HD you'll, you'll all the answers come with the HD so and I still have an old square vacuum tube box I can't oh well for. hey sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, so here it goes let's let's kind of dive into a few quick things about Rise of Skywalker um, I got my hands on the novelization I've read through it I think that the novelization Um, is far superior to my movie experience. I think that Ray Carson did an incredible job giving exposition on a lot of scenes that just didn't make sense. Or I had uh, questions with... A day after the movie, two days after the movie, a week after the movie. I think the novelization really does hone in on a lot of things. I will say that uh, the Leia and Ray scenes were some of my favorite and kind of gives gave some backstory on who Leia is and her Jedi training. Um, I think that there's also some pretty cheesy stuff in there. Like For example, pre-show, I was asking if... Because we got an early release of the, the audiobook and I was just trying to see where where the dudes were on this and I asked them if they heard the the Beaumont the Beaumont quote and we all were like oh Beaumont what? like Here's the thing. Does anyone remember Beaumont? Any of our listeners, does anyone want a Beaumont action figure? Is anyone calling for a no. Beaumont black series? No, because you know that thing no. would sit on the shelf harder than a Captain Cassian Andor figure or whatever that thing was still sitting Cassian out there. Break,
5: he got a TV show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can't sell a figure, but those uh, no, TV no, shows. Like Constable Zuvio? Oh, yeah. It's them. a Zuvio. Yes. So He's Beaumont, like a
5: gold-robed Snoke.
2: So, <laughs> I, I got I got several Snow figures actually right to my my side here. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So, anyways, Beaumont is played by Dominic uh, Monaghan, who is just a J.J. Abrams crony and is in a, you know a number of things. But he's most well known for his role in Lord of the Rings. Uh, here, listen in Lord of the Rings, he's fantastic. There's no question. Sure. He's really great. He said
5: like one of the dumbest lines in the history of Star Wars in the Rise of Skywalker.
2: I want to know what this is before I read from my. Uh, rise of skywalker novelization here
5: now i've only seen this movie twice and it was not recently so this might not be verbatim but he basically is like we need to do some holdo maneuvers and do some real damage out there like his recommendation (laughs) is to just suicide fly into every (laughs)
2: Well, because here's the thing, you don't know. We're greatly outnumbered. Let's start going on kamikaze missions and destroying our ships. (laughs) You don't know who Beaumont is in the movie. He's just a dude that talks. And in the why does he get to do that? No one. All right, I'm getting. Yeah, just let's hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, (laughs) so in the novelization, you learn that Beaumont is this like archaeological researcher who can also transcribe Sith languages and all these like crazy <laughs> things. Um, but Jack here's of all trades. So in chapter four job, of this, right? here it goes. In chapter four, the Rise of Skywalker novelization. I'm just going to read a little bit for you here. Basically, they are, um, they're trying to find their way to Passana, and Beaumont is helping the gang figure this out. So here it is. Beaumont pointed to some ciphered text Luke was on the hunt for the Emperor's Wayfinder, but his trail went cold on a desert world called Pasana. In the Midian system, Finn said. Ray had heard the name. She'd once met a junk dealer at Nima Outpost who made regular stops in the Midian system. You been? Beaumont said. Can't get a decent meal there. <laughs> End quote. Beaumont, always making the jokes in the most serious of moments. This dude knows so much that he knows you can't get a decent meal, Pisana. That line drove me up a wall. It is probably the dumbest line in any Star Wars book I've ever read because it was so out of context for the situation and the severity of what they were in. Uh, I don't think Beaumont's a very funny guy.
3: My not-so-hot take is that all of his screen time should have gone to Rose or Connix.
2: I've heard that take. I've Easily. heard that take, and it's not, uh, it's not unheard, but you do learn through the novelization maybe why Rose was relegated to the mechanic's duties. Um, and it, once again, the, the novelization does expand Rose's character as it does literally everything else in the movie that you miss totally. So, um, I will say there are sequences in the book, both, uh, novelization and audiobook that are, uh, dissimilar from the movie as far as, uh, the way that things happen. And I think it does clear it up a little bit. Um, but I'm, I'm here. I will tell you this. I don't, uh, this audiobook, Let's see here. Where are we at in the audiobook?
4: I'm trying to, um, or this forest of twisted iron Mark Thompson, throws, baby, Mark Thompson. Thompson. he's a rock star or even I was so excited to hear his
3: voice when I started the book.
2: It's so good. He, you know, he does like such a great job. clinging to its pasty skin. And this is the webbish bog Its part. eyes
3: were squeezed shut, Ooh. but it could still see after a fashion because draped over its massive bald head and across one shoulder was a second creature with long, spidery tentacles. Yeah. The two were locked in symbiosis. <laughs>
2: it's really good. Let's let's for Listen to this yes. voice. Here
3: we go.
0: I must warn you. Our fiery
3: planet burns away deception. If you proceed down this path, you will encounter. Your
2: true self. Yeah, so listen, that line right there. If you, that line. If yep. you proceed down this path, you will encounter your true self omitted from the film. It was filmed. You can go and look up these scenes. It was filmed. The webbish bog part on Mustafar. It's when Kylo Ren is to encounter this oracle in a um, a, a bog on mustafar and that is how he finds the wayfinder it's in the it's in the uh the remnants of vader's castle and they make mention to this in the novelization in the audiobook it is a it is to me the biggest missed opportunity for kylo ren's development and the 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 turn from kylo ren from dark to light and um, It's incredibly disappointing. It did not make the movie. And by the way, it's also not in the bonus features of the digital release.
4: And Chris and I were talking about this the other night when we were doing the other interview and, and he sent me the artwork for this thing mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. it is nightmare fuel, pure yeah. nightmare fuel. And I'm like looking at this and I'm like, this is just <laughs> disturbing. I can't, I'm going to have a hard time going to sleep tonight yeah. and, and seeing something like that in star Wars. I can see where, it might've been a little bit much for like younger kids for to sure. See something like for that. Sure. It was, I mean, it was that kind of disturbing and hope like we'll put it up later on Twitter yeah, and, yeah, I'll and put it up for social sure. media, but it, it was, it was hard to look at. Like, so I can see <laughs> where like from a young kid's perspective, like I don't want to watch this movie anymore yeah. and they would have like instantly tuned out. But that line to me, and this is where, you know, in our talks about Travo- the Trevorrow script and, Um, all that kind of stuff with uh, Anakin or with um, Kylo Ren, you know, staying dark through the whole movie versus turning back good again, how Mark Thompson portrays him in this and how it's written in his encounter with the emperor, uh, the clone emperor. I, I I, it, it to me so far i wish he would have stayed bad through the whole thing right and not not turned back to light that's just my opinion and i'm not as far as you in the book so yeah. it may sway me you know sway me later on into something else but as of right now only being you know a few chapters into the audiobook then yeah. uh, that's that's what i would have liked to have seen yeah
3: being such a book guy um and audiobooks especially uh mark thompson is the the voice of my star wars fandom um actually yeah. when i met him at star wars celebration Emperor's. and i wasn't okay. expecting to i i literally told him like when someone's talking about han solo i don't see harrison ford in my brain i hear his that's crazy him, yeah. Like, yeah yeah because i've like i've in the grand scheme of things i've heard him do han more than like i have more instances and more stories of that in my brain than i do right. of harrison ford so
2: mark thompson does a masterclass job on this too by the way um i you know i've heard i've heard several mark thompson audiobooks this is just a masterclass. he has to do so many voices in this they're all very well done but uh definitely brings life to the script i will mm-hmm. say my my initial review because as i've said prior even on this show we're going to do a rise of skywalker recap show so i'm going to save a lot for that but it doesn't fix everything it it definitely does not fix everything however it is a massive upgrade from the movie on its own and if the content in this novelization was filmed it is a total disservice that they don't offer an extended cut of this movie with these additional scenes um and i'm talking about throughout the whole story so when you read this you you listen to the audiobook you're going to be like wait did that happen? Ah, oh, damn, I wish that happened in the movie. I mean, really, you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna have that feeling a few times. So um I don't want to give away too much more just because there are some spoilers. I will say that this whole clone, it's just all nonsense. It was just poorly mishandled, and um, it could have been done so much better. I mean, you have you have decades of precedent with when it comes to clones and clones in the Star Wars galaxy, and they it was just totally bungled and then um you know, I'll let me save the rest for our show because I got a lot of opinions on this.
4: All right, but we, let's... we found that figure that big fun, the clone emperor. He was, at, yeah, yeah, uh, big, the dark empire clone emperor. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Speaking of which, Justin. Your
0: lightsabers will make a fine addition to my collection.
2: So, like I said, I visited Justin and had a, a little bit of mental health uh, toy hunt. I needed it. I needed to get. I needed to go somewhere and get my mind off everything going on right now. And uh, we just went toy shopping like a bunch of uh, grown adult men do on a, on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, <laughs> and you know, and big Fun's So cool. They got these giant buckets yeah. of of dollar figures, and we got on our hands and knees and we're throwing like forty different versions of obi-wan we're throwing like weird burned vaders you know all the like goofiest figures you can imagine um but in that in that giant pit of figures i ended up finding some cool things the Gendy tartakovsky clone wars figures i got a count dooku and a dirge just really interesting sculpts um i have the asajj i've had the asajj ventress figure for years it's one of my favorite sculpts and i'm gonna now i guess put together the rest of the collection now that I found these guys, but uh, I found our our show mascot Dexter Jetster, of course, uh, on card on card. I wouldn't say this is moc, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it was a great five dollar pickup. He's got his little knife and he's got uh, the the Camonian dart uh, or however they pronounce it. Caminone. Caminone. You know that Dexter Jetster has some badass knuckle tats. I'm looking at him right now. (laughs) He's got Nuk-Tats. Yeah, dude, I don't know what language that is, but he's got them. Um, Also, on the back of the Dexter Jetster card, they list, uh, you know how they always list other figures, Mm -hmm. they have this Plo Koon arena battle figure that looks like he's shooting out like rainbows. It's like a rainbow force power. Uh, It is something to behold. So if you come across the arena battle Plo Koon, you're in luck. Um, I also picked up um, two... Absolutely incredible figures. This was my favorite part of the the hunt. Here was I picked up an Efont Mon figure. Which, if you're unfamiliar with Efont Mon, it is a background character from Return of the Jedi. It was a fan vote figure. Um, it was not part of the original vintage collection line because I don't know how in the hell Kenner would have sculpted a three pound figure back in 1983. Um, the Efont Mon figure is by far the heaviest star wars figure i own outside of maybe just some black series i wouldn't even no i don't even it might be heavier than most black series figures but it is a monstrous figure it's gorgeous i put it online uh over the weekend here and then my favorite pickup was my lumaya figure oh oh am i so excited because lumaya you know it's funny um i try not to i try not to school people on star wars like if they just have just general nice conversation but the checkout clerk at big fun totally nice kid very nice kid justin you can attest to that nothing wrong with Mm -hmm. him um but he was like oh yeah who's lumaya
4: and i had to like
2: i had to like (laughs) tell him and he was like oh no shit like totally blew his mind that lumaya was you know a marvel character and um she she came originally and only in a two-pack uh uh uh, comic two-pack so you might you might remember some of those but someone for some reason. Took her out of the package, and now I mm-hmm. I reap the benefit of that. So it's a really awesome figure, two different head sculpts and a light whip. I uh, went to Kyle, our favorite store, half price books in Columbus, Ohio, and picked up the visual guide to the rise of Skywalker only to figure out what's going on with this hyperdrive on the TIE fighter. Um, so I picked that up for like six bucks actually really weird. Um, that that brand new book is only six bucks. Um, it's okay. It's an okay book. I flipped through it this morning. Um, and then Josh, I don't know if you're caught up with the comics, but hot damn. I'm not dude. I'm Vader. Not Vader is so good. If, if you are listening to this show and you have never read a Star Wars comic, go to your local comic book shop and ask them for Vader 1 and Vader 2 that just came out. They came out in consecutive weeks. Guys, Vader 2... Oh. It is really good. friggin' good. Uh, the bounty hunter series finally came out. That was are they
5: just called Vader? Because there's ten thousand. Yeah, they're just called. They're just yeah. called
2: Vader. They're just called okay. Vader. Um, and they're the brand new series. Um, the bounty hunters book came out. That's pretty good. It follows Valance, Boss, Boba Fett. Uh, you know, mm. you're you run the mill. It's pretty good, Kyle. It's pretty good. Um, but finally, the I have been given mercy because i've got the final issue of the rise of kylo ren and now i can live a a happy life i can no longer read this comic um and i can just put it behind me i am so over this comic dude it is ugly it is nasty and the story is boring as hell so i'm so happy that the rise of kylo ren is behind me now
5: you posted this really pretty spread of all your comics and books on Twitter, a picture (laughs) of it. And the very first reply was, I really
2: love that rise of Kylo Ren book that you like (laughs) constantly crap on every single show. (laughs) You know, it's funny because yeah, I'm pretty open about not liking this. And I still, I still see our star Wars friends tweet at us about, about the book. And I always want to, you know, if you like it, you like it. I mean, that's fine. I, uh, I actually got into it with someone on Twitter. I'd have to look up the uh, conversation, but I was, I was like, "Hey, like, do you actually like the artwork?" I said, "Story aside, like, is the artwork something you're into?" And he's like, "Yeah, I don't know, man. It's pretty ugly." And I was like, "Okay, cool. So I'm not the only, like, only other person on Earth that doesn't like the artwork. I just, I guess that's where my big hangup is." Um, well, that's and a I part guess- of a comic or a graphic novel.
5: That's at least. You know, that's half of it. Yeah. If you're not into how it looks, then it's it's missing the mark for you.
2: This final book, book four. I mean, they show Kylo Ren without his shirt, right? Like they do in Last Jedi. But in the comic, it's very sexy. Very sexy. I don't want to put that down. (laughs) I will say I don't I don't remember him be having like a 12 pack in The Last Jedi or being insanely ripped. Like, dude, it is over-the-top, muscular Kylo Ren when he's only supposed to be like 20 or 22 years old. And remember how skinny he was in Force Awakens. You're just like you look at this art style and you're like, what are you doing, man? It's, it's like how they used to sculpt those power of the force figures, uh, in the, in the mid nineties. Remember when the line came back and their hips were all tiny and their chests were all big and Luke Skywalker in his shorty robes got like Hulk Hogan muscles and shit. Like, what are you doing, dude? So it is, it is just so, yeah. Like, you know, um, it's so weird, but Josh, I got to ask before we, we, we're- we move through, have you read the new star Wars line? You know how they rebooted no, Star st- Wars? I'm still
3: like way back catching up. I mean, I'm chugging along, but I yeah. I have a lot of ground to make up still.
2: There's a lot of uh the new Star Wars line basically follows the Battle of Hoth and what happens um, you know, after Bespin. Oh my god, guys. That book is really good too. It every book c- has a cliffhanger. There's only 3 books so far, but every book has a cliffhanger that you're like <gasps> wait, this is canon? Oh my God. Like book three has a cliffhanger that you're like, it totally to me rewrites star Wars history and they're doing it in the comics. Um, it's kind of crazy. So no spoilers, uh, but really, really good stuff. So Josh, what'd you pick up, man?
3: Is the yellow saber is the Luke yellow saber in the new star Wars line?
2: That's going to be in the next book. That's not released yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They released the cover Um, art for it and the uh, collective internet lost its mind. Is Charles yeah. Soul writing that? The Star Wars line, I actually don't know. I'll find out while Josh is talking.
3: Um, I didn't get too much stuff this week, but I did. Um, superhero stuff has some um, exclusive new era Star Wars hats with different logos on it. Like they have two different Rebel Alliance ones. They have a Boba Fett one. They have a Jedi logo one. And um, I had one a while back, and it got real dirty. And I was planning on trying to pick them up at a con so I didn't have to pay shipping. And then they sold out and superhero stuff Mm. stopped going to cons that I go to. Um, And I noticed literally this morning that they had restocked all those. So Mm. I bought the Jedi one, the Boba Fett one, one of the rebel ones and a, uh, Imperial logo one as well. So I have a nice. bunch of heads coming, but I wear nice. hats all the time. And those are like nondescript enough that I can wear them to work. I actually was wearing the rebel Alliance one back in the day. And one of my coworkers was like, is that the Wu Tang logo? <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. um, and then I, I, this isn't really, it's kind of, I feel like it fits. So I just finished, uh, I got black Spire and Jedi lost from the library. Like at the same time, I just finished black Spire and Chris, I do think it's a advert advertisement for the park. Yeah. Um, but I think that it works and I feel like it really, like, I feel like it can really inform and, um, like expand your, your, your experience, uh, your experience. Although I do, I do like that. I don't think any other book would be like and then they got this drink this is the name of it and they got the <laughs> Ronto wrap yes they really, that was where I wow yeah, that's and where so. I had
2: the issue. But it is, Josh, you're right. It does it, it, it for me, like I like I said, after I got back, I was like, okay, it the book definitely enhanced the experience. Um, and, and I'm happy you read it. Does it make you want to go to Galaxy's Edge more yeah. Oh, yeah. now? Okay. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it makes it feel even more real, because I can be like, uh, it like informs everything. Yes. And I I really feel like the the explaining of the food um was the only part that it felt gratuitous. Like everything else kind of fit. <laughs>
4: right. I feel the I same been, way. I just started that book this week um, until I got sidetracked over onto Rise of Skywalker, but I'm only in the beginning. So I kind of picked up, but it does pick up where the Phasma book left off. So if you've read the Phasma book, that's where it starts um, after what happened with Vi and uh, Cardinal and Phasma after they left that. So it does start off that way. I'm not that far. I'm not into the advertisements yet, but uh, hopefully I'll get there soon. So Kyle, oh my goodness! While oh. we were uh,
2: while we were ta- while Josh was talking, I went and ran and grabbed my comics. Um, he I want to put on a cowl or something. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cl- I want to clear something up. Um, it is Darth Vader, Star Wars Darth Vader, written by Greg Pak. Um, okay. So that is the name of the the Darth Vader book. And then Charles Soule is writing the new Star Wars line. Dudes, pick that book up. Go on Marvel. Uh, Marvel's app and you can download all the comics on the marvel app but um i'm showing the guys so if if you to peek behind the star wars friends curtain we we see each other on camera and uh i was just showing them the hulky ripped kylo ren uh pages and the the visualization was really good on your faces so good (laughs) it's
5: a rough time we we, got to get this up on youtube
2: (laughs) (laughs) justin where are you at what'd you pick up what's your fine edition
4: so i'm i'm actually i like enjoy the the games the miniatures games and the dice games and things like that so i actually picked up um and i don't even have the core set the star wars armada chimera ship yeah um, yeah. just cause it's a beautiful ship. So nice. and I would like to get into that game. I just don't have the core set yet, but I do play X wing. Um, I do have, um, what is a uh, Legion? Um, oh, and I yeah, do have yeah. the star Wars destiny game, which is the card and dice game. Um, I picked up a couple packs of that from the new set, the covert missions, which, uh, I believe is the last set that they're doing for star Wars destiny. They're not going to produce any more star Wars destiny cards, dice game cards. Oh, wow. So, um, I believe that's the last one. And then again, when we were at big fun, uh, I picked up the power of the force tie pilot, um, just out of that cheap bin oh, uh, yeah. It came with two weapons. Uh, it was a cool figure. And then the vintage collection, Aayla Secura that I was looking for oh, it's last time I was there that I thought she was in like a hard plastic, uh, one of those cases, but she wasn't, she was tucked back in there. So I picked her up and, uh, it's, it's a beautiful card. I love the, love the artwork on the card, uh, the figure itself is sculpted really nicely, so uh, I'm excited to add that one to the collection. So. It's a really,
2: you, it's a really cool card, Justin. And I didn't really think about this yesterday, but there's not many re- re- uh, return. That, uh, oh my god, return of, of the Sith of this, <laughs> I, the Jedi. I literally episode. was like choking on whatever was in my throat. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's not a lot from that movie, and. Uh, no. The only other prominent one I can remember is the Grievous from the Revenge of the Sith uh, mm-hmm. line. Um, so that's a cool, that's a really cool pickup. I'm really jealous I'm, that I that that you have that. I kind of want it know.
4: I'm a big fan of of the figures with the 3.75 with the cloth goods, or you know the six inch with the cloth goods. I just I think it adds a little bit of depth to the figures sure. versus just all solid plastic. You know you can pose them however you want, but if it's all plastic, to me it just it doesn't do anything for the figure. But when you add that cloak or you add a little bit of a cape or something to it, that's a cloth good. Right, it makes the figure pop. So, um, but if you if you go into big fun and you look at the loose cases like Chris was doing where he, where he found the Lumaya. Um, really take your time and look through yes, that case. Yeah. There's so many figures packed in Ugh. there and it may look like there's 10 of the same clone trooper. They are all different clone troopers. Yeah. So if there's one you're looking for, take your time, really look through the case and and really appreciate all the figures that they have in there that are loose. Cause there's some really cool ones.
2: Yeah, and I don't want to give any away because I kind of want to go back and pick a couple up, and I don't want to give a heads yeah. up on it. But yeah, you're right, man. There was a lot of really cool stuff in there.
3: The cloth goods really have a good mouth feel. Oh, we're bringing that back. Oh, see, I didn't even <laughs> what, do that. You know, one. and
4: I don't even call them cloth goods. I call them soft goods, which is soft even, goods, Yeah. The uh, the other thing I was going to say too is um, the toy department, which is down actually near Kyle, uh, just north of Cincinnati area, it's in Fairfield. Fairfield, thank you. They just moved from their previous location to a new location in the same strip. I think it's just a bigger uh, a bigger unit yeah, in the strip expanded mall. Expanded a little bit. Yeah, in the same it's place. it's huge. They've got like five or six feet between every row now, so it's. Uh, I haven't had a chance to get down there. They just opened it this weekend, but I'm hoping that I can make a road trip. Kyle, maybe we can meet up down road there. Road trip, and, yeah, we'll go. Uh, we'll go check it out together. Dude, I got to get yeah. down there. Let me know
2: if you're going down okay. there. I'll, I'll, I'll make it. I'll make a weekend out of it. I'll, I'll try. Yeah, to get we'll definitely before. invite you. Just the
5: way you invited me to Columbus. So that'll be. Really <laughs> oh, good. this
3: guy, dude. <laughs> uh-huh. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> the the I did not get Chris invited picked- to Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Chris, pick me up on the way.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I'll go all the way out west, and then we'll do a big loop around. The entire state of Ohio. No, actually, Josh, I'm going to be up in your neck of the woods in April, so we got to find a a toy hunt that we can do as I pass through uh, early April there. So, um, Kyle, where are you at, man? What'd you get? What's your fine additions?
5: You know, I bought like 400 books last week, and I also got (laughs) my brakes replaced on my car. So I didn't buy like a lot of Star Wars stuff this week. I did get. I'm a huge Sure Audio person. I'm I'm wearing Sure headphones and talking into a Sure microphone right now. Um, but I've had these sure earbuds that I do use to listen to Star Wars books and and podcasts and whatever I'm listening yeah. to that have been plugged into my phone for years, and I finally got the uh, Bluetooth attachment, so you can take off the earbuds oh, from beautiful. the wire, yeah, and. Um, It's uh, They're really good. It's got a gorgeous sound. It sounds just as good. I was always really nervous about switching to the Bluetooth signal because I really think the analog is the best sound, and it probably is. Mm. But the Bluetooth audio is really, really good, and it's got a long battery life, and I really liked it. It's not directly Star Wars related. But if you need a new set of headphones to listen to our show on, I suggest Sure products. They're really good.
2: Beautiful. I like them. No, it is totally Star Wars related. That's great. So, load up that audio book, man. Let's uh, let's get <laughs> I rolling will. I've, this week. I've got
5: it downloaded. It was it, the it the data was so much it was making my phone like go yeah, crazy. So yeah. I've got to do it on my computer and and sync it over.
2: It's a big file. It's a big file. All right. So great collections, great additions the whole deal. And I know people were sharing stuff on uh, on our social media this week. So keep it coming. Use the hashtag Fine Edition or Fine additions if you have a couple things you want to showcase. I know that uh, our Star Wars friend Martin Mead had a lot of cool stuff he shared with us this week. So thanks, Martin, for sending that stuff in. We want to see what you guys find on your hunts. I know I'm always hunting for vintage stuff, and anything weird or wacky, uh, please send it our way.
1: We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends.
2: We are here because we have wrapped up the Bad Batch. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Bad Batch story arc is finally over. I mean, I don't want to say that in a negative way, but uh, it's over. It's over. We got our four episodes. I I think
5: finally is okay. We've been thinking about it for like six or seven years. If you, yeah, we're talking about
2: that's Joe. You're right. You're right. So long time coming. I will. I will say initially before we before we turn this over to our resident Clone Wars Jedi Master Kyle to kind of break this episode down. I will say I'm happy that the arc is over and that it. uh, You know, one of our one of the comments that we had on our last episode was, you know, it was kind of felt like a filler episode. But maybe if they come out strong with a with a really strong finale, it would make sense. And I think it did make a lot of sense. So initially, I'm I'm really happy with the way this wrapped up. I'm. I think it wrapped up great. What about you guys? What's your initial first reaction to the finale of the Bad Batch recap?
3: Loved it. Yeah, I loved it too. Good,
2: good. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Good. Well, Kyle, tell us all about it. What's going on?
3: Okay. Well, this was
5: uh, episode four Unfinished Business is the last episode of the Bad Batch arc, like Chris was saying. Um, We've got the same two writers that we had for the whole arc at the people making the movies uh this was matt and brent again uh the director this time was brian Kalen o'connell he's directed over 20 episodes of the clone wars already including the altar of mortis and the duchess of mandalore which are two famous ones that fans of the show really like
4: um, brian o'connor from uh, fast and furious uh o'connell oh oh, uh, yeah i believe he's um (laughs)
3: you're a cop
5: <laughs> exactly <laughs> there we go uh say still the same time as it was we are back on an axis um as well as on admiral trench's dreadnought that's where the bad batch and anakin and rex and echo are um they're trying to infiltrate the comm vault is the name of that little mm. room they're in Mm-hmm. um the i w- this has already shown up in another episode uh i didn't mention the name of it but the havoc marauder is the name of the bad batch ship that's their transport slash gunship that they use uh this is also the ship that had quote the senator of naboo who we know to be padme but they just call oh, her the Senator okay. okay um painted on the nose art on that removed scene that we talked about on one of the other episodes um, And it is a unique starship in the Republic Navy. It's one of a kind, and that's why it's useful for the covert missions they go on. And that's also why the droids didn't really recognize it when they first saw it before it got cloaked in the show. Mm. Um, That's about all I've got. We didn't really see any new characters or anything. I'm not going to insult anybody's intelligence and tell you who Mace Windu is, but... Uh, The the fortune cookie said trust place in another is trust earned. And then I think we're going to go through it beat by beat. And that was about it.
2: Yeah, well said. Good, good. Yeah, I like the Havoc Marauder. I think that that name on its own screams like I need that vehicle in my toy yep. collection. Like it's, it's cool. so sweet. Um, we actually, you know, at big fun. We saw a lot of the the clone transport ships and things like that. Those mm-hmm. are really cool toys. Um, I, I never they're huge. I, I never owned one. I think I might have to get
4: into this. Um, are they
5: big enough? Like the old uh, like the GI Joe vehicles where you can actually sit the troopers in it and yeah. Oh, yeah. load them up. Yeah, the, yeah they're the Ark, they're the huge.
4: One 70s big um the i forget the other one the gunship is the gunship huge is you can huge. fit a ton of troops in that yeah. um they're just so huge but finding them loose complete is always hard yeah um, but they've There's got a one place in to put them yeah.
5: Daggone, on who's got the shell for him yeah.
2: Right, right. No, they they hang them from the ceiling at Big Fun, and that's really the only. I mean, they're too big for yeah. for a shelf. They're they're pretty yeah. big uh, vehicles. So, guys, this episode was was a solid conclusion. It it definitely answered all the questions we had about Echo's loyalties. Um, I found myself at one point in this episode. Justin and I talked about this um, the other day, where I was like. Oh damn. It was one of those moments um, where Anakin got a little nasty. So we got to see mm-hmm. a little bit more dark side Anakin. Um, you know, we got to see a lot more really cool tactics from the Bad Batch, and I really like that. So yeah, let's break this whole thing down. Um I guess one of the one of the comparisons I had watching this episode was when Mace Windu um kind of he broke through the ceiling of this um I don't know what you would call it. Would you call it a base? It's just like a, you know, it's, it's a low It's ship assembly yard? That's right. That's assembly that's complex. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. So they break through the roof, and uh, he confronts Seemingly hundreds of battle droids. And that is very the the fall that they took from the window down to the platform was very reminiscent of the Gendi Tartakovsky series where you have these very epic and dramatic jumps or leaps and you know they leap into battle. But Mace Windu has a very similar moment like this in the Gendi series. Uh, I think it was maybe the first or second episode of the Gendi series. So it was really good really fun to see that because it was the first thing i thought of like oh cool maybe it's a little touchstone to the gendy series who knows mm-hmm. um but that was fun i really as a noted Mace Window, uh, non Mace Window fan. Um, Sam. I I really, um, I enjoyed this episode. I thought that the character was fun. I thought the character was on point for this episode. Uh, I could totally picture Samuel L. Jackson delivering all those lines. I could see him trying to figure out the bomb and all that. And, you know, that's, that was a funny uh, trope that they did in the episode. We're trying to figure out the bomb combination like, huh, you mm-hmm. know, that's classic Batman 1950s sitcom stuff but uh it was done in a fun way um very egregious use of the force though i mean that's a you know you have this like godlike ability and you just kind of push a dial to a number it's like kind of like dude shut down the force field man i don't know like whatever <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you know that's kind of the mace windu is the standout for me on this episode besides the anakin line which i'm sure we're going to break down a little bit but how did you guys feel about mace
4: windu on this episode? I just, I have to say, I loved Obi-Wan's face when he starts talking oh, to man. the droids because Obi-Wan looks over like, Are you serious right Are now? Are you freaking oh, kidding he's me? He's like, Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, This is how we're going to do this? Okay uh i've
5: actually got that quote written down i said part of it in my (laughs) intro but he uh he says my name is general mace windu of the jedi order at this point of the clone war i've dismantled and destroyed over a hundred thousand of you type one battle droids (laughs) (laughs) i'm giving you an opportunity to peacefully lay down your weapons so that you may be reprogrammed to serve a better purpose than spreading the mindless violence and chaos which you have inflicted upon the galaxy and they look at each other, and they blast him like right away. They did not even <laughs> consider it. It's not even, not even yeah. a
4: thought.
3: Yeah. No, I. Uh, when we ca- talked ca- about it before the sh- oh, go ahead, Kyle. I've
2: actually ripped the audio from some of your quotes that I have here, so we can actually play the show audio now. So we are oh, there even go. more sure high it. tech on the Star Wars Friends show. So let's listen to uh, Mace Windu himself deliver that line that Kyle just did for us.
5: My name is General Mace Windu of the Jedi Order. At this point of the Clone War, I have dismantled and destroyed over 100,000 of you Type 1 battle droids. I'm giving you an opportunity to peacefully lay down your weapons so that you may be reprogrammed to serve a better purpose than spreading the mindless violence and chaos which you have inflicted upon the galaxy.
2: (laughs) Blast (laughs) them! That was such a good part, man. Oh, so good. Well, I'm with you though. I'm not.
5: I'm not technically a Mace Windu fan. I actually have him written down as the the Trash Master Windu. But this is <laughs> possibly the most Jedi thing he's ever done. Yeah. Uh, he's usually telling Anakin to kill the the Chancellor and how the Jedi should take over the Senate and just generally being kind of a jerk. Um, but <laughs> he, kind of he jerk. did today yeah. try to take the the peaceful. The peaceful route, the Jedi, yeah. the Jedi way. He's probably that- just
2: tired of killing battle droids. He's just at the point where his shoulders probably hurt. He's got his Ben Gay rubbing <laughs> on a hundred thousand droids. Even the if Jedi lawyers
5: will tell you that they don't kill the droids; they <laughs> destroy and dismantle them. Very, very different. Yeah, effectively too. <laughs>
3: But we talked about this before the show, if he, if he is giving them this this ultimatum, does that mean that he feels that they are sentient enough to obey that? Does that make him a mass murderer?
5: I actually think he was just being kind of a dramatic bitch
2: yeah no i'm <laughs> not disagreeing with that really, it was yeah. very dramatic
5: <laughs> he was just ribbing obi-wan i think because there's no way yeah exactly i wrote that down too it's like obi-wan thinking finally i get a, a minutes piece from anakin being so extra and it, here's mace yeah. giving his monologue <laughs> to the b1 battle droids who yep. are programmed to not surrender and we all know that they're not going to just surrender
3: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, we think stormtroopers are bad shot. Oh, you man. have like these two and like what, three or four other troopers standing up there and they're blocking a lot of shots, but there's so many shots that are just going you can see them in the cartoon they're going everywhere around them and it's like mm-hmm. there's how, Yeah, wh- what are th- you what shooting? At? I saw like one dead on? trooper.
5: They hit nothing. That trooper probably just like yeah. got tired and he, fell down. He fell off, friendly he fell off a friendly
3: ledge.
2: Fire. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> That's <laughs> so funny, yeah. The boba fett where? Some, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so we got a really fun moment in in this too. I don't know. Um, this was another standout for me. I don't know how you guys felt about the wrecker and crosshair uh, battle sequences where they were trying to outdo each other with their techniques, and um, that was fun, man. I mean, as as much as I'm, I'm definitely ready for a new story arc and definitely ready to move on from the bad batch. This type of stuff is pretty cool where they have battle techniques that you don't necessarily see or have seen before Wrecker, of course, using his brute strength physicality to just basically run through a dozen or two battle droids. Like it's nothing, you know, and just runs right into fire. And then crosshairs got these, like these magnetic discs that reflect the, the laser his laser shot and can basically have them, uh, you know, ping all over these hallways and just cut through whatever's standing in the hallways. It's a really effective tool. Um, but of course, you know, being machismo, bad matchers, they have to outdo each other. Uh, but I thought that it was well done. It wasn't It wasn't mm-hmm. uh, over the top, but it was like, oh, damn, that's effective battle technique in hallways. Because, you know, S- Star Wars, you don't have enough hallways to do things yeah. in. Um, right. But a really cool thing, I wonder if that's a... Uh, a device that we might see show up in season two of the Mandalorian. One of those, uh, those disc, uh, those magnetic discs that can, can repel cool. the shots. Cause that's a really cool, cool tool. What do you guys like better? Who did you like Wrecker's technique better? Or did you like crosshairs technique better?
5: I thought Wrecker was like a, a little corny with his football player. Like, so Oh, cool. here, I go, here I go. But so crosshair cool. was crosshair was super cool. And that's like, man, How well planned out and well executed was that whole maneuver? Yeah, Way higher degree of difficulty than run straight into them, (laughs) I'm going to say. And I I noticed when he was doing that on his, I think it's his left arm and shoulder, his armor has kind of these, I don't know if they're spikes, they're not really spikes, but Mm. they have these little platforms sticking off of it that he uses to put the barrel of his gun on as like a a rest. So his armor has these extra little pieces. For him to use in different, I don't know, like formations or scenarios as a little stability point for the barrel. It was kind of a cool yeah, little pretty cool. artistic mm-hmm. thing for them to include. Yeah.
4: I enjoyed Wrecker though, because I, I, I said it earlier like, who would you want on your team? Right, and I said I, I want a big, strong, fast, like a defensive end You're right, guy, right. I'm like because he he's so versatile, he and that. that's exactly yeah. what he did. You don't always have time to set up those things because he had a lot of time to get those discs set up where, set up where he wanted. Yeah. Wrecker's just like, yeah, I'm going in. Here we go, and just yeah, takes them yeah, all yeah out. So, then he he like handed no off his gun. gun.
2: He like handed his gun. was yeah. 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 like, all right, man, I'll be yeah. back. You know, again, <laughs> the,
5: the the B1 battle droids unable to hit the largest clone <laughs> in the army <laughs> running directly at them down yeah. a hallway. Full uh, steam so that's ahead. helpful, but <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,
2: I, I do, you know, I am, I'm, I'm Wrecker is a little cheesy though, Kyle, you said it it's, right. It's right. And okay. you know, with it his, uh, sense. his affinity to make things go boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, dude, I got it, man. You know, I,
4: I found it interesting though, that they were talking about the B, they were B one battle droids. He clearly calls them out as, as B one battle droids. There's an episode of clone wars earlier where they, they discuss switching from B1 to B2 battle droids mm. because the B1 battle droids were essentially what were all synced up on the, uh, the, uh, the command ship. Yeah. And yeah. if you took out the command ship, they all kind of faltered. They couldn't think independently. So they came out with the new one, um, which I thought was the B2 battle droid. Um, but it's interesting that they call them B1s. I could be wrong with that, but I, I thought the B2s were what replaced the B1s that used to sync with the command ship.
3: Hmm. Oh, I call Pablo. <laughs>
4: I, 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 uh, I,
2: hit him I,
5: A B two is a super battle droid. That's the well. Big, that's what
2: I was wondering. Like, that's the big blue one, one, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think
5: the B one battle droids just sort of got an upgrade. They definitely mm. fixed that. How you're talking about Anakin blew up the ship and it shut down every yeah. single because they're all, all connected together. They they corrected that issue but i don't think they renamed the droids i could be wrong about mm. that but i think they just sort of got an upgrade hmm.
3: they're they're b1.2 droids actually <laughs> yeah,
5: it's the new uh the, right. the new firmware update or something
3: yep 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 <laughs> uh, you know i i like crosshair's better but i i think that at least um it was really nice to see Record get his his big moment in the end with the uh the little yeah. the clicker device
4: yeah the joy on his face said it all <laughs>
3: okay. did he say it was the best day of his life or something uh, yeah so he did say that he did say that
2: now did did you expect only the one ship to blow up and like not everyone like because i was like i did Damn. i
5: didn't know that was going to be a chain reaction to like the whole fleet
2: why did admiral Trent ha- have that much power in that little button like dude uh, yes, that is a huge like- explosion <laughs> For,
5: well, and for, what scenario was there going to be because it was his button right they stole it from button. him so yeah. like what scenario is going to come up where he's like well got to blow up the whole fleet here we go like i just can't imagine i thought the
2: same thing i was like damn dude that's an impressive uh exit plan um but that was good thing uh, i have to kill all of my whole army button at, right here oh at my, my side so, you know, it was, it was still fun. I think, I think record getting his, his, he was the shining star. So, okay. That's my other question. So we, now we have these four episodes of the bad batch in the books. Uh, we talked about our favorite bad batchers after the first episode. Has it changed as, as we've watched these, is, is your favorite bad batcher different or the same since episode one?
3: Mine's different. Oh, okay. Ooh, cool. I like it. Hmm. Let's hear it. It's Echo.
2: Oh, oh, man. Boom. Wow. Dang. Look at this guy.
3: <laughs> uh,
5: okay, so if you haven't finished the episode, if you're watching while we're talking, <laughs> Echo joins. That's a bad, that's bad, bad
3: decision to yeah. watch while we're talking. Echo. This right. isn't a commentary track, yeah. folks. <laughs> so what That's about, only for about the Patreon
5: subscribers. Yeah, that's uh, right. My, um, my favorite is the same. I still think Crosshair is the coolest one, but I will say my least favorite has changed. It is mm. no longer... Tech, tech. who is still like medium lame I think my least favorite is now Wrecker he's like <laughs> he just kind of like got a little too annoying for me
4: yeah I thought it was interesting, like for Hunter being the essential leader yeah, of that get group. That much he didn't time, right? Do much, right? No. Like I was kind of surprised by that. He he wasn't really the leader. It was at that point the Jedi, you know, or or Rex, kind of basically Rex. taking charge, yeah. right? Yeah. So for me, Hunter was probably my least favorite. Wow. Um But I think uh, when he
5: did get to do a little vibroblade action, it was, that was cool, cool. It was effective, very cool. sparingly
4: yeah and then um you know when when echo comes out and you see him in his it was a very interesting kind of clone armor very cool the shoulder armor. pads Love and the the, armor. The, the, yeah. the the you know the chest piece covering him but he had the little bad batch skull so cool. on there which is pretty cool um it was nice because i know last time we talked about him getting how he was going to end and we we felt that you know, his arc or not something happening to Echo would be kind of fruitless in this effort, right? And and I was really glad that it didn't go the way that I thought it might have gone. Right? He actually right. got a real hero's ending, which was, hey, I can go join this other group and be part of this because I can't fight the way that we used to anymore. And he, he recognizes that. Um, but it was nice to see a good end for Echo uh, and join the group instead of, you know, him you know, meaning a tragic end.
2: Right. Right. So we're jumping full on into the ending of this, huh? Cause I'm,
5: I'm, I'm down. We're kind of
4: jumping around. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think
5: this is such a good job of, we all assumed that echo was going to have to die. Um, Yes. and, And just like they did on rebels, Dave Filoni and his people were able to keep this character alive and give us this answer that to me, when I saw it, it was right there. It was kind of the obvious thing to happen, but still none of us expected it. And uh, when Rebels was happening, everybody expected all of those characters to die too. Like, well, they're not Mm-hmm-hmm. in the original trilogy. Of course, they're all going to have to die. And, and you know, uh, Kanan did die, but most of them survived and went on and have actually gotten incorporated into other stuff. And they just, I think, are able to subvert our expectations and let these characters live on in ways that we don't always expect. And I I think that's really, really cool.
4: Yep. Well,
3: and that musical flourish at the end of the last episode, I think threw us off for a Mm -hmm. loop because we thought it was going to be a bad end for him because of the way that the music played. And then it ended up being probably the best ending he could have we could have hoped for forever that that musical
5: cue was almost a a tease or a misdirect um, a fake out or something yeah Yeah. because it didn't really pay off at all
2: well so it didn't it didn't only fool us it also fooled the characters in the show too so for example i pulled this audio clip from the show um, that you guys will definitely get a little bit of a question mark about maybe how the bad batch felt about echo
0: Is everything ready? Yup, Sarge, we are ready. Still not sure how we're gonna land on that
4: ship. Don't worry, Echo says he's got a plan. That makes me feel so much better.
2: What do you mean by that? To be blunt, his mind belonged to the Separatists until we unplugged him. We don't really know where his loyalties lie. Yeah, well I know get moving so that was a conversation between captain rex and tech and that i mean that's how i felt at the end of the episode we talked about it i didn't know if he was gonna you know still work for the separatists i didn't know if he was full in it was that musical cue is that weird face Mm -hmm. that he had so and i guess now we can just sweep that under the rug never happened and uh you know echo's just a really good dude at heart so um yeah i think it was just a little bit of uh tv drama a little bit of sitcom drama and uh panned out to be a pretty solid finish for the dude well
5: and -hmm. in a in a short episode it's hard to get a lot of feeling in there and it's possible they they included that music so you can kind of get the impression that those other characters were getting from being around and yeah. just kind of a yeah. feeling, you know, that's hard to translate through the screen. Uh, but I, I think it is of note that Rex never doubted Echo. Not never. at all. All never. the, all of the bad batch did, but Rex never did. And because of Rex's faith, Anakin never doubted him either.
2: Yep. I think I would be a terrible soldier. I mean, at least a clone trooper, because I would have doubted Echo. <laughs> you're
3: not a clone trooper. <laughs> I, so. I would have been like, when you're a pacifist, too, aren't you? <laughs> I'm a big-time pacifist, yes. So, uh, it's, you know,
2: but it it, it was a good um, good misdirect. I, I did appreciate it um as not knowing the ending of the bad batch uh it definitely you know having that week this is why those week periods where they do the weekly release is good because it gets your mind Mm -hmm. going get your imagination going you're like oh man what's gonna happen i got a whole week to wait to find out and uh i was i was definitely rewarded with an ending that i wasn't necessarily fully expecting so yeah that was cool um and i want to dive into the echo ending a little bit later um I think this bomb part, because um, the bomb was basically the the big turning point of this episode, or at least what the episode centered around. That's basically what put things in motion. They 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 had this massive Admiral Trench had this massive bomb that he said would rip the whole planet of Anaxis in half or something along those lines. So they had to figure out a way to defuse this bomb so that that didn't happen. And uh, that's what got this whole thing in motion here. So the bomb plot was pretty solid, pretty well executed. We had those fun force moments of Mace Windu. um, Egregious use of force powers, but effective. Saved everybody's life, and that was pretty good. But we got a lot out of this bomb sequence. What did you guys pick up out of that?
5: I I enjoyed it. We got a little bit of how trench is a master tactician because he made that yeah. comment of i don't leave success up to such things as algorithms he's got a backup mm-hmm. plan and he's going to rely on his own planning as well uh i did notice that they didn't dismantle that bomb and this no. bomb that could destroy a big part of an is for all we know still there and as we discussed in, after the very first episode of this Season 7, Anaxis is, at the time of Rebels, no longer a planet or a moon. Some kind of event has broken it apart, and it's an asteroid field. So, that's insane. Um, now yeah. it mm-hmm. is, to me, it's within reason that something sets that bomb off later, and that's what's, what creates the asteroid field.
2: I think that's a really cool, uh, I didn't even think of that. I honestly, this is just talking today on the show. That's the first time that, that my, my, my mind got jogged that way. And that's, uh, that's a really cool star Wars tidbit. That's a really, if you picked up on those type of things, that's a cool little nugget that they, that they throw out there and you don't get those very, Surely often.
5: not confirmation,
2: but no, it's but it's, feasible. it's a, but that could be how that happens. G- yeah, I like that. But I, I got an offshoot question, guys. Um, what is your favorite Star Wars explosion? Speaking of bombs, I, I'm going to just start it off, and maybe this will help jumpstart your favorite Star Wars explosion. I am fascinated not only how they did it like at ILM and Rob Bredow and the whole staff over there, but the the, the coaxium explosion in the Solo movie where uh, they dump the coaxium into the mountain where they're escaping Emphis Nest. Mm-hmm. That explosion is insane. That is like one of the coolest, weirdest explosions I've ever seen because it's the it's the hyperspace fuel um, that is exploding. It does all these weird, like brr, like inverts itself and then it expands. Yeah, it's, like it's dark really matter, or something so yeah. it's
5: collapsing on itself and all these it's weird crazy.
2: Things. Yeah. So, what about you guys? Is there is there a favorite Star Wars explosion? Is it the Death Star? That's okay.
4: There's so many.
2: There's so There's many, so many. good classic. <laughs>
4: What's uh, your De- what's yeah, your class? First Death Star.
2: First Death Star. Now, first Death
3: Star. Are you yeah.
2: first Death Star before the digital editing or post? Because George Lucas did change the the Death Star explosion.
3: Uh, I the first time I saw A New Hope was with the ninety seven special oh, okay. edition. Okay. So I'm gonna admit that that's probably with the the edit. That's that's George's definitive uh, version. So you're good. Yeah,
5: the edit is what he says is the one.
2: Well, un- until maker. until McClunky, now Mc- now we got the McClunky well, That's cut. the one. That's now. the one. Uh-
4: <laughs> as much as as much, I, I I'm not a huge fan of Last Jedi, but I did like oh, the, yeah, the ho- Star Destroyer through uh, Snoke's ship. I like how they really did that because you know when when. Han's talking to Luke in A New Hope, and he he says, "Well, you can't just jump to light speed. You got to calculate it, or you're going to rip the ship apart because you're going to fly through this stuff ain't like
2: dust crops, boy."
4: Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he's he explains to him this is why you can't do that, and then to see it actually happen in in last jedi it's when the cinematography the other one.
2: that scene was
4: gorgeous. yes everything yes. about that scene was crazy the sound drops the out. silence yes yeah. it was well to done. me that was one of the best ones well and, done. and i you know watching the death star blow up as much as it breaks my heart uh it, it's, it's still one of the better explosions <laughs> but that one's probably my favorite yeah uh, you know
5: by the third time i went to the theater to see the last jedi there was a sign on the door that during yeah. the movie, <laughs> the sound goes off. It's not a mistake. That's just part of the movie because apparently mm-hmm. they had gotten some complaints.
2: No, they the definitely, they definitely did. They definitely
5: did. Which I I mm-hmm. I love that scene. I think it is.
4: Yeah, almost perfectly done. shot.
2: So, is that your favorite explosion, Kyle? Uh, What's your no? Favorite I'm explosion? gonna it,
5: the first one that I thought of, and I was thinking about it while you guys were talking. I think it is. Um the explosion of the fuel cell in Rebels that kills Kanan.
4: Mm, that's a good one.
2: It's oh, not, like maybe not the most dude. like
5: visually stunning scene, it's but it is beautiful. Stunning. It's a yeah. very cool Force power. It's very emotional. It's very I, I really like it. So that
2: one. dude, I got goosebumps right now you talking about it. That mm-hmm. that moment crushed me. That was mm-hmm. the turning point. I think that was the episode that made me that made me firmly believe that the Rebels story arc is my favorite Star Wars. I mean, really, it's that was the
5: smallest, was, most concise story. It's very, very good. So it's good. so good. Oh.
3: um, I would like to point out that I also had the bomb not being diffused, and maybe that's why Anaxis was a, a asteroid field in my notes as well. Is that written down? Um, oh, I like <laughs> yeah, it. It is, and also, um, I'd like to. Re, uh, I'd like to re-vote on my favorite explosion and go with Jabba's sail barge in Return of the <laughs> oh, Jedi. Dang. That's a good one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. that's actually the first one I saw. I think because I, that's the first Star Wars movie I saw. I saw it on like UPN Family Sunday movie before I <laughs> yeah. had ever seen any other Star <laughs> yeah. Wars. Um, and then to. Stay with my EU book, uh, guideness. I'm gonna say um, the explosion that probably happened when the Vong uh, dr- dragged that planet into the moon, oh, into the planet yeah. that killed Chewbacca. Mm. Yeah. Boom.
2: No, mm. that that would be insane to see. That would be insane to see. Oh my god. You know, I wanna. I'm I'm that guy. I'm that Star Wars fan that wants the list of casualties from the sail barge. Like I've <laughs> I've always wanted like a canonized list because. You know, you see so many characters in the movie, especially if you freeze frame it. You know, um, I, Dengar was in there. Damn it! And I know he survived in Legends, but I don't know where he's at in canon. Some
5: Tatooine fire marshal has to go out there, and
2: <laughs> <just> <laughs> that's what I want. I want, <laughs> I want the DNA and the Document forensics the from the Sailor. Yeah. I want to confirm who is dead or alive. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who played Gecko, the bounty hunter from The Mandalorian. Happy to be your Star Wars friend. You're listening to the Star Wars Friend Show. What's happening, listeners of the Star Wars Friends Show? You may recognize my voice from just a few seconds ago as Christopher from the Star Wars Friends Show, but did you know that I'm also one of the hosts on the No One Is Listening podcast with my uh, not-so-Star
4: Wars friends? Hey, um, I like Star Wars. Don't knock me for not liking Star Wars. What? Everyone loves Luke Solo and... <laughs> uh,
5: M- Emperor Peppermint? Peppermint Peppermint.
2: That's David Derrick, y'all. Nice. That's us. Uh, we host the No One Is Listening podcast, and we invite you to catch up on Season 1 of No One Is Listening podcast at Noyle Podcast. Podcast.com or no one is listening.org hit us up on social media at noil podcast and you also want to check out those what's your favorite episodes because we got something in the tank season two drop in march 31st 2020 y'all season two of no one is listening podcast so catch up on us after star wars friends
5: march 31st card subject to change I'm Kyle. Will you be an angel for a helpless Baby Yoda? Every day, Baby Yoda is chased by bounty hunters and abused by scout troopers, and he's crying out for help. Please, click the subscribe button on your screen and join the Star Wars friends with a monthly gift right now. For only 60 calamari flan a month, you'll help rescue Baby Yoda from their abusers and provide food, shelter, Jedi training, and Beskar armor. Subscribe now. And follow us on Twitter in the next 30 minutes to receive this tweet with a gif of Baby Yoda, who's been given a second chance thanks to you. Maybe Yoda needs our help. So please, subscribe, rate, and review right away.
1: We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of the Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars friends.
2: All right, what else do we got from this episode Unfinished Business? What else do you guys want to uh, tackle here? You mentioned it when
5: they jumped into um the ship assembly center. The but I think throughout the episode there was some really great scene transitions, and that was one. There was another one when they mm. are ordering the uh, the Y-wings to bomb and Gold Leader uh, he says, copy that general, we're going in, and right he, he's stationary, yeah. and then behind him you see the gunner flip around from the, the back to the front and then they that was cool. do like a quarter turn yeah. dive and it's just beautiful. Um after Mace gives his like super dramatic, self-indulgent monologue, <laughs> um all of the all the clone troopers drop in from their their um like grappling lines in the ceiling this it's this overhead downward shot that i don't think clone wars originally could have pulled off when they first did it but it was beautiful it was stunning and then um, another one they cut in and there's one of the clone troopers with the jetpack who is basically surfing on a droid and kicks him into another group of droids and he jumps off of it and lands right next to mace and that was the transition to the next scene uh, some of that stuff was really seamless and beautiful and i know traditional star wars is known for like the screen wipe which is so classic there, but yes oh but yeah these mm-hmm. were were really really well done and it just shows how far the cinematography and animation has come on this show
4: which uh, which y-wing do you guys like better mm-hmm. the clone wars one or the one that you see in Later on, or in uh, later on, I'm classic mm. Y-wing. Um, yeah, I mean, they're too. good looking.
2: The, the Clone, Clone Wars, Wars is really looking. smooth, so sharp. Yeah, but I but I am uh, I'm definitely Return of the Jedi. The yeah.
3: yeah, oh yeah. The Y-wings in the OT don't look like they're finished.
2: Right. Well,
3: like, no, they kind yeah, of look like the Death Star like two scaffolding
4: <laughs> off the back. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
5: they're lo- they're low budget. They're working on um you know limited funds yeah. in the rebellion there.
4: Yeah, it's true. Before we before we get talking about the uh, meat and potatoes here with uh Anakin <laughs> and Trench, um, I, I the one thing that I love seeing was Jesse at first because yeah. he pops up and he's like Jesse go and I can't remember the line he says go do this he's like right sir so, and he takes off and I'm gather like gather
5: your like something and get them out of here so, yeah
4: yeah he and I'm like well Jesse I was like where the hell did Jesse come from Jesse and. He had actually actually, because the helmet I recognized, right, with the big uh, Republic cog, cog sitting right in the front of it. And I'm like, that helmet looks really familiar. So I, I dug around a little bit. And it Jesse's um, CT-5597, he'd actually been in a lot of the major battles with the clones. But he didn't become an ARC Trooper until after this um but he was in mimbon Salukamai Ambara umbara ringo umbara ringo vinda with uh tiplar and tip lee mm-hmm. um and he was in the battle of anaxis and hmm. he fought alongside Hardcase kicks rex echo fives tup um man but i've uh, the episodes that he was there was a ton of episodes that he was in he probably just didn't have a lot of screen time in those episodes but um, there was several that he was in and he was also mentioned in uh dark disciple. I That's did not so know that
2: crazy to me. And like, Justin, we were talking and I know when, when Rex said, Jesse, I mean, my, yeah. <laughs> anytime someone says Jesse, it goes to uncle Jesse from full house. So that was Thank the first thing mercy. that I thought of. Yeah. I was like, okay, who the, who's Jesse? Like, why are they calling this clone trooper? Like a, like, you know, Uncle Jesse, like, why? Like, can we that is, do yeah.
5: up a Jesse and the Ripper song from <laughs> the Full House? What's that? He had one famous song on the show.
2: Did yeah. did he? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he was remember. like
5: a rock star with one hit. Oh,
2: I I remember he was a rock star. I wouldn't say his song was very famous though. Wasn't he like in you the know, show? Just cut in out? <laughs> he was a hokey dude. Um, you know, but Jesse, this is fascinating. How um, he's just all over the place.
4: Yeah, well traveled, but clone. I thought it was interesting though cuz he's just known as a clone trooper. He wasn't he didn't actually make an arc trooper until after an hmm. So he had it's been like all in all those almost major over.
5: he barely made
4: it. Yeah. He barely made it, so. Um, but he he'd done a lot of time uh, in there, so you can go back through some of those those old Clone Wars episodes and and scope them out.
2: Yeah, I like that. Now now he's on my mind. I never thought about Jesse before, but now th- all the episodes that he was in that you've listed, it's like, oh yeah, those are pretty yeah. pretty critical is- uh, episodes. So I will yep. definitely uh, be on the lookout for Uncle Jesse. ct five five nine seven.
3: <laughs> um, you know they all they are all uncles because there was that one deserter who had kids with the twi'lek with uh, his twi'lek wife on that's that true. so they're all brothers <laughs> he's now
4: really oh uncle God. jesse
3: Uncle Boy. Jesse. Good call,
2: Uncle Jesse. Oh, Uncle like
5: Cody, that. Uncle Rex, Uncle.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, all right. So we got that. We got Uncle Jesse. And then um, we. While, while we're talking clones, does everybody know why
5: um, Cody is a commander and Rex is only a captain?
2: I don't know. I don't actually know that. Mm-mm.
5: It's because of Sokotano. Because. Um, Anakin has a Padawan. She's the commander. Hmm. Rex is the captain, never got promoted because uh, Ahsoka outranks him. Obi-Wan does not have a Padawan, so the highest ranking
2: clone is Interesting. The commander. Interesting. Well, that sucks Isn't for Rex. the is the commander Cody black series figure coming out soon? Is that is that confirmed? Am I crazy?
4: Mm, no, I th- I think that was a uh, rumored
5: was one, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, well, I, there's the original orange line one. Right, I remember there's that one. That old one school. that came out the old school one, but there Hasbro, I think it was maybe it's coming back out. There was I know they have Bly. a new clone.
2: They have a new clone trooper coming out in Black Series. I thought yeah, that was Cody.
4: No, the Bly is coming out. That was okay. The, there's Commander Bly that they just released, who looks a little similar to Cody, okay, but okay. Um, I don't know if they're re-releasing that orange line one again or not. It's orange or blue line. Who's Commander Bly
5: associated with? Who's his uh, Jedi general?
4: Oh... Who knows? I don't know. I'd have to look.
2: Keep I going. i so it. many. What color, <laughs> so many. I get it, guys. Will Josh look it up? Will Josh look it up? Um, all right. So we 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 have all this going on. Let's let's kind of hone in on how this episode and this arc wraps up. So um, we got Echo and we have Tech and Anakin. They get up to Admiral Trench's ship to kind of slice in uh, to their to their network and. Trench is confused on what's happening. So that was kind of an interesting sequence.
5: Yeah, and I you know, that's where Echo is sending these um the plans that to Trench that he thinks are coming from the algorithm because he's not aware that they've liberated Echo, basically. So uh Echo is feeding information to Trench that he's also giving to the Republic Army so they know what's happening. Um, but ultimately when they send the pulse to destroy all the droids, they find that the signal is coming from inside the ship. Right. And uh, that's when they shock Echo and Anakin runs off to confront Trench himself, which I think we all know Anakin was just waiting for an excuse to do that the whole <laughs> time totally like, from up. the second they got on the dreadnought. He was like, how do I go kill this spider for the third time?
2: Right, right. Finish it off <laughs> He's once been a little Dorothy. Pro. He's yeah. been a
3: little Dorothy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, this big is, time. This is great. Um, Justin, you should be ashamed that you didn't it's know Ayla. who it was because you bought her figure Ayla. this weekend. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Ayla Sakura? Look
2: at
5: that, yeah. Man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Crazy, Okay. Um, All right. So do it, they wear blue armor? Does she
2: have a uh, yellow? Does she have blue? Yellow. Yeah. Oh, well, they yeah. don't
5: really match her skin. So that could have been planned out better.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we I got because Obi-Wan has yellow skin?
5: Well, <laughs> no, but he you can't do like human flesh colored, that'd be so weird.
2: That would be super weird. <laughs> <laughs> Cody's kind of flesh colored clone trooper ugh, like ugh. just the whole armor just flesh colored <laughs> let's uh let's do a paint up let's do a like one of those action figures. what if mods. it was
5: actually covered in human skin
2: it was his human skin yeah it's leather. like a night sister yeah, like uh mother Talzin squad you it's know what the uh,
4: buffalo bob clone oh trooper god. Or buffalo bill just what's say, name bob it's trooper. ocean <laughs> on its skin or else it gets the hose again
2: oh my god all right Gross. so echo gets uh. shocked echo is he's roasted and tech pulls him out of the, the, the unit and then Anakin runs off he's got trench and he needs that to leads get this, to the
5: best part of the episode he needs
2: yes. Anakin is trying to get this combination because they were so close on getting the, the combination to, to deactivate the bomb so what was happening is Echo was pulling the, the, the code from the, the Admiral Trench's network and then they were relaying relaying, uh, relaying that to Mace go. Windu who was using his egregious force power to move knobs and I, why do you why do you think that's so egregious I think that's, it's very, so, that's like egregious. so small that's like
5: that's like Kylo Ren twisting the lightsaber it's uh, like a little tiny this. movement of that <laughs> dial
2: it's so insane it's dude. not like it's
5: pulling insane. down a Star Destroyer oh, or something me, just, it's just like I'll, a little slider
2: It's just very, okay. I I was confused by that
5: part because I didn't think the numbers made any sense. They were shouting out these numbers and he was moving these sliders to spots (laughs) that did not (laughs) seem to correspond with the numbers as they exist here in our universe. (laughs) Right. right. I don't know how those were set up.
2: So, Hotshot Anakin is confronting Admiral Trench to get the final number from him uh, so that they can defuse this bomb. And of course, it leads to the moment that I prefaced early on in this podcast, which was the, I looked up for my coffee with wide eyes and was like, oh, what? It was the turn of Anakin's, another turn of dark side Anakin who operates on his own. And of course, I got uh, some sound from that.
5: Tell me the sequence
0: to disarm the bomb. Never. I won't. You're a Jedi. You're no- I don't have such wings. Now let's try that again.
2: All right, let's give it up to so Matt good. Lanner, God, who just good. gave me goosebumps. Um, well, and, I don't That's Steve Bradley Baker weaknesses. as Admiral Trench, I think.
5: Also great.
2: Oh my God. That that Man, is the most intense line in the Clone Wars uh, so far this season. And the delivery, I mean, Matt Lanner is straight up turning to the dark side. Good for him because he is a hot a hot take for those who don't know. Matt Lanner is my favorite Anakin Skywalker. Oh, he's and, killer. Um I, I think that he has definitely stepped it up um, throughout the years, but man, that was the delivery right there. I, I oh my God, that was the line though. And he slices, trenches his arms off, all three of them. And, Cyber, uh,
5: cybernetic arms. They were bionic. They were yeah, not just like they actual were. Yeah. arms.
2: But still had to hurt his pride, at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was uh, a, that's a
3: different general. Uh, that's later on. Legion General Pride. Oh, uh, more Rise <laughs> <of> Skywalker. <laughs> I I had to say when he raised his voice, he sounded like even, he sounded more like Hayden than like Mm, his normal American voice, which I thought was cool.
2: He sounded more like um when Sam Witwer does like angry Maul how how much his voice changes. If we're
5: talking about killer voice actors, oh man, oh, Sam sure. Witwer is for just sure. in a class of his own pretty but much. But you know
2: but you know how he can get his voice to just change mm-hmm. and just get real scary. That
5: rage, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's how I felt with uh with this Anakin delivery there. So that was well, the line not, for me.
5: Sorry, this is not the first time Anakin has had these kinds of issues and the little flourish of the Imperial March behind it that you can hear this, this happens when he, he kills the, what's his name on Mandalore. He just stabs him in the back. Um, uh, when he's beating the crap out of Clovis and this happens multiple times where Anakin is like, screw it. I'm going to do whatever I got to do, or I'm just so pissed off. I'm going to do whatever I got to do. And, uh, he can't resist that temptation is always there for him
2: right right so this is this is what i wanted we did our early we did our uh pre-season predictions and i wanted to see the the um the dark side emerge from anakin and we're getting that and uh you know he he has this duality he you know he's all about duality because he's got the secret relationship with padme he he's you know he's flirting with the dark side whether he knows it or not and um it's a really fascinating character it's a really fascinating character so ultimately um he severs the bionic uh spider arms from trench which forces trench to give up this final number lucky number seven uh i don't know why mace windu couldn't use his incredible precognition to figure that out but uh nonetheless we got to see scary anakin i'm just trying to make a dig at mace y'all i don't really i don't <laughs> know if he has precognition Please. i, I trash I master but uh we get the code we get the code and mace uh unlocks the secret um and all of you players of jedi fallen order should be very happy uh because it was a beautiful puzzle that uh that was solved on the clone wars much like in jedi fallen order and uh i uh, it was fun man it was fun but the ending was cool um he eventually you know he mows down trench like that was a cool death too. That was a cool death too. Um, Trench gives him one more zap of energy from his little staff, and uh, Anakin just was like nonchalant, was like, "All right, man, you want to do that? Done Lightsaber through the the chest, you know?" <laughs> and then like, and then just cold walks out the door, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I to back up just a
5: second when Trench was saying, "You, do cool, kill me. You won't kill me. You're a Jedi. Jedi don't do that." And Anakin says, I don't have such weaknesses. That's a thing that's been an issue for him for a long time throughout the Clone Wars. And he talks about it when they save Tarkin uh, and Master Peel from the Citadel about how he and Ahsoka have a very frank conversation about how he fears that sometimes the Jedi aren't able to or willing to go far enough and do what you need to do to win a war. And even bigger than that, that's part of the downfall of the Jedi order as a whole is their hubris, their arrogance that they can engage this war while also still living by their own code of doing right. And only using the force for knowledge and defense, which by engaging in war, you're actively not doing that. And it's such a big, heavy star Wars theme. And I, it's, I love to see it come up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So,
5: Oh, sorry. Last last thing I had. Also, when he when he zaps Anakin with it reminded me of when the Emperor is shocking Vader. And he's getting the force lightning, and he oh, still picks dang. him up and throws him over the thing because okay. Trench is shocking him with his staff, and it's electrocuting him this whole time. But he's still, he still through still moves through it, lifts yeah. up that saber and stabs him in the heart, uh, which I think was a good allusion to Vader doing that with Palpatine later.
2: Hot damn! That is why you are our. Jedi, or Clone Wars Jedi Master because <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that I love that um, you know there was something funky about him fighting through that uh, electrocution and uh, now that you put it in that perspective that totally makes sense now um, I love that alright so we got Trench do we think Admiral Trench is finally dead was oh that the gosh. final blow yeah. to Trench stabbed through the coming. heart
5: and every ship in the space blown yeah. up <sighs> if he you survived again know. this guy's unkillable this is the third time
2: Maybe the remnants of Trench's fleet end up on the Endor moon Kef Beer, the ocean moon of uh, Endor Kef Beer with the There's Death Star 2 remnants.
5: probably cl- a clone or six, more, more than a clone, less than a spider. I don't know. <laughs> we got some There's Admiral something. Trench clones <laughs> yeah. that
2: look exactly like Admiral Trench. Yeah, super cool. um, <laughs> um All right, so trench is done, and Anakin, of course, finds the super secret, awesome uh, detonator button that trench (laughs) just somehow has in his uh, classic
5: explode everything button that everybody has. Yeah,
2: yeah, Mm in trench's armoire, uh, (laughs) and he gives it to Wrecker, who made a comment about wanting to blow things up and was disappointed because it was a stealth mission and um, whatever. Listen, Wrecker, I didn't even tell you guys my my favorite and least favorite Bad Batch changes. It did change. Crosshair is now my favorite bad batch member and wrecker is my least favorite but (laughs) it's it's only because of how goofy and ridiculous they have written his character but it's
5: a little too much i will
2: say this i still want the wrecker black series figure above all i think that would be super cool so i don't know i mean i'm i'm living a weird uh lifestyle with the bad batchers but um you know, Anakin gives Wrecker that detonator button as a, uh, I don't know, a goodwill token or a prize. I don't whatever. But he, he fl- you know, he flicks the button and I expected just the one Star Destroyer to blow up. And then, of course, I mean, literally the entire fleet blows up what a mm-hmm. what a wild weapon that was, was um, like a rainbow
4: explosion yeah it was, it was so really colorful, crazy I'm like, explosion what am i missing with this that's it's like <laughs> rainbow colors of fireworks yeah
2: yeah so then i think that thoroughly ends the battle of anaxis proper yep. um or you would at least hope so and uh the, the poltex can live in peace and uh you know have Until a great quiet quiet planet life
5: really blows up <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's where I was leaning with that one. Um, but yeah, so then we get the, we get the finality of this episode. So, um, Josh, what's you, what's on your mind, man?
3: So I just, I had a realization. Well, actually this is in the notes, but I forgot to say it earlier. Um, Earlier in the episode, I think it was you. You said some. I can't remember who you said, but you said someone was the the MVP of the episode. I think maybe it was Anakin. Does that sound right? Uh,
2: no. I I called out Mace Windu as having a standout oh. uh, standout episode. But let's okay. let's be clear. Anakin was the MVP of the episode.
3: Okay, so i'd I'd like to um I'd like to put in a vote for Wat Tambor being the MVP of the episode <laughs> of this episode <laughs> because because because. He did not report Echo being lost. And because yeah. of that, they won. I think that's the deciding factor in them winning this battle so, because Trench didn't know. I, Do you I think agree that there you. was
2: some nefarious, uh, nefarious intent because of a, uh, um, a grudge between Watt Tambor and Admiral Trench? Do you think that there was some, some politicking going on there?
5: I think it's even more based than that. It's just like evil turns in on itself, and they're selfish, and they're narcissistic, and he didn't want people to know that he screwed up, and
2: he didn't want Dooku, he didn't want to him. fail. Yeah, yeah. I,
5: I, I, also had written down if Trench had all the information, we know him to be a master tactician, and they were winning so easily that he would have won that battle, and he would have potentially killed Mace and or Obi Wan, and who knows what kind of damn uh, spiral. Man butterfly effects that could have had throughout the rest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because he didn't have that information, it was all yeah. uh it all hinged on that.
2: You know, it's funny, last episode um we found out that Watt Tambor was only five foot three, but when Justin and I were when, when Justin and I were at Big Fun yesterday, yeah. the tallest figure in the uh three and three quarter line was Watt Tambor. Well who, they did not get yeah.
5: their visual encyclopedia. <laughs> I, <laughs>
2: He, I mean, he a was a different series,
5: but yeah, it he was like three heads taller. Yeah, I
2: was like, he was standing on his
5: his uh, tank treads that they hide <laughs> right. under his cloak to right. float around yeah. on.
2: That was a cool figure, though. The Watt Tambor figure is pretty sweet. All right, so. We got uh, trenches blown up. We we uh, defused the bomb. And then the last, the coup de gras from this episode was the bon voyage of Echo. And kind of where Echo's going to go. We had to put a bow on this uh, Bad Batch arc. And I thought it was handled pretty well. Um, you know, The Bad Batch is getting ready to leave the hangar. And um, Rex and Echo are walking side by side. And you didn't really get a sense of where maybe Echo is going to wind up but you got this sadness this he's got his sunken in cheeks his pale skin um, his Borg body um, he's more and, machine than man now definitely <laughs> and you don't really know where he's going to go but um, you know this I, I pulled this audio too this is pretty telling those are some of the finest troopers I've ever fought alongside Echo you and I go way back. If that's where you feel your place is, then that's where you belong. So, of course, Echo then uh, follows the Bad Batch onto their transport and uh, becomes a member of the Bad Batch. And
5: they all give Rex a nice salute on the way out, here in yeah. their respect. Yep. Um, Echo with his little like r two d two penis hand oh salute there was it was good, yeah,
2: yeah, no, it yeah. was uh it, listen, there was that's the best place for echo, that's I, the best I'm, place for echo to be.
5: I'm a little disappointed, none of us predicted it, frankly, you know he's he's different now, he just like them, yeah. he's yeah. a clone that doesn't fit in with the other clones, not you know, they were kind of made that way, and he became that way, but ultimately, they're all clones that are different they also have these special abilities and now he has these special abilities too and uh it, it it's it, it's obvious now but of course none of us none of us saw it coming at all and i don't know if anybody right. really did but it's i i thought it was a natural and at the same time unexpected conclusion which is good
2: and that is a beautiful segue into our next segment kyle because I, you're right. None of us, none of us predicted it in our segment. That's not how the People Force works. People are coming on us. The galaxy is coming on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works.
0: <coughs>
2: oh, really? You're cold.
0: <laughs>
2: so you're right. None of us predicted that. None of us. Nope. Uh, I definitely would have never seen it coming. I thought that he was going to perish in um, a different kind of hero's uh, journey, a different kind mm-hmm. of uh, um, ending for him. But I will say I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah. I it's I don't want to say it's rare that I get surprised by. Um, by endings of Clone Wars episodes or, or or what have you, but that one definitely did for me. And it was a, it was a great ending to the Bad Batch arc. I, um, you know, I, I don't think we're going to see any more Bad Batch. Not in the comics, um, you know. We I hope, fingers crossed, we'll see some Bad Batch in Battlefront 2, which would be oh, super be cool. cool. Yeah, to mm-hmm. do a Bad Batch patch, you know, some DLC there would be super fun. Why not? You know, they they have all the other uh, troopers in that game. Why couldn't you just do a quick mod and put them in there? I think that would be. They a cool could get introduced homage. to Galaxy of Heroes. Oh, uh, you know True. what? I would, that would be really cool. But Galaxy of Heroes, you know, um, they still have not put a single Mandalorian character in the game. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're that has been a... That. Very behind. Um, I'm a long time Galaxy Heroes player and they're usually pretty up and up with
4: with with character releases and Star Wars content. So I'm show Mandalorian, not actual Mandalorian because Gar yeah, Saxon's show. in there. Gar Saxon's a yeah, on my Empire Sabine's team, baby. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay. I was I like, a wait, a minute. what? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So no, I'm talking about the the Mandalorian and yeah. uh not sure what they're waiting for. I'm really not. I mean when Rise of Skywalker came out, they had General Hux available, they had Poe Dameron, they had Finn, uh, Sith Trooper. Those are all available within the, the week yep. of the movie release. And um, they've since you, you released... You don't want
4: a Beaumont? You don't want a Beaumont? And... What, he's going to bore you That's, to death
2: with what, yeah, terrible... What's
5: going to do? Read a book or can't something? Get a,
2: can't yeah. get a decent meal
5: there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I better do some holdo maneuvers and do some damage
3: up there, guys. <laughs> I think we need a Beaumont shirt. Oh, I don't shirt.
2: want a Beaumont
3: shirt. <laughs> like 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 it's a Pasana oh, tourism man. shirt. It says can't get a decent <laughs> meal <laughs> Copyright. Don't steal that. Like like Yelp. Yelp
4: reviews of Pisana. You know
2: he went into Pisona, that, you know, One star. You know, Dominic Monaghan <laughs> went into that role and gave it his all and just put everything into that role and, we, and it was just such a weak. He's weak a good actor. He's I a great gotta say, actor. he was yeah, he was
5: is. great in Lord of the Rings. He's great yeah. in Lost. He's a good actor, but God, that role was stupid.
1: It's a stupid <sighs> role.
2: It's a very stupid role. It's unnecessary.
1: We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends.
2: Josh, what you
3: got, man? Pulling it back to Clone Wars, um, well, kind of. You, You were talking about, like... Uh, seeing the Bad Batch in other places. We kind of see the Bad Batch in another place in spirit. In the first run of the the new Marvel comics, like the post-Disney purchase Marvel comics, so like the Star Wars run that just ended before the ones we were talking about earlier, there is a Imperial Stormtrooper Task Force Task Force 99 oh, that's right. named after the in honor of the that's and, right. and it's the same kind of thing but it's stormtroopers where it's there's one really yeah. big one there's like and they all have different armors like super cool and then the leader actually has a he used to be like a fighter in the slave pits somewhere before he was a stormtrooper and he has a green that's lightsaber right. that's right that he stole from a Jedi yeah, no He'd I forgot
2: him. about that good call good call on so, that one
3: Yeah, they don't have as much dialogue and stuff. Like, I think the only one that really talks at all, other than, like, yes, sir, like, whatever kind of, like, basic trooper stuff is the one with the lightsaber, because he's, like, talking trash the whole time he's fighting with Luke. But, um, yeah, so it's very much, like, the same spirit. And I'm not sure, like... I think that their their, uh, homage to the Bad Batch came after the bad batch like was created, but I don't, I don't know like what the timeline of their creation okay. is. So no, that that's a, that's a, I
2: forgot about task force 99. That's a, that's a good call out. That was a funky little story there.
5: Is there any in universe continuity between the bad batch and that, um, whatever trooper 99 that you were talking about? Because they, obviously we know the clone war is ending and the bad batch has to, are they, mm, what doing happens something. to them? Do they become this trooper thing?
3: Well, so I thought about that and we actually talked a, a couple episodes ago when we talked about like them answering directly to Palpatine yeah. kind of thing. I was like, oh crap. And I thought about task force 99 and I looked them up and there's no storyline link at this moment, but we know, I'm pretty sure that we know that that leader and uh, they have names and the names aren't the same. Mm. So I don't think that um, I think it's just an homage. It's yeah. not like a direct, maybe they're part of the, maybe the program that made the bad Their batch, bad turns batch into, 2.0 but we don't have something. that yeah, linkage yeah. at this point. Yeah. We don't have that linkage at this point.
2: Well, That's point. a good call out. If anyone listening uh, has any more information on that, uh, send it over to us at SW Friends show on Twitter or, uh, email us show at star Wars friends. I got two quick ones for you guys. We've definitely kind of beaten into the ground. What we think is going to happen on the clone wars, but I, I fully expect the Coruscant episodes, the arc to be next. The, uh, the what is it? Uh, one, one, three. The, yeah. The underworld, 13, 13, uh, 1313 yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be, that'll be next. I believe. Cause they're going to save the siege for last. Um, but We're getting some
5: Ahsoka Tano, baby, that's coming. We are that's, getting that's some Ahsoka Tano.
2: I don't know if I'm holding out hope that we are going to get a, we are going to get one of those oddball episodes next. And I hope that it is a bounty hunter episode. Now, I know we've talked about the Cad Bane Boba Fett, but in the Bounty Hunter comic that just came out, literally just came out, the way that uh, Boba Fett is drawn in this book, which is now canon, he does not have the dent in his helmet, and this is post Clone Wars. So hmm. I, it's just a subtle thing. I don't hmm. know if it was artist uh, interpretation, but every Boba Fett I've ever seen um, drawn has that dent that in his has helmet, It's pretty be prominent. And um, it is there is a full page spread of Boba Fett without a dent in his helmet. So I don't know what they're going to do, but I hope we get a a one one shot episode, something totally different. Wipe the slate slate clean. Thank you for bringing Clone Wars back to the uh, to the universe with a very easy to digest uh, story arc in the Bad Batch. But let's get on. uh, Let's get on to something new here. I'm ready for it.
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to get Ahsoka in the underworld. We're going to get. Um, see Jamandalor after that. I'm pumped for all of it, Chris. Uh, mm-hmm. I and Josh has this written down, but I saw Ashley Eckstein, who I stalk on social media <laughs> just as bad as I stalk Dave Filoni. They're like actually kind of a pair in that way, but yeah. she did say we're getting Ahsoka this Friday. So, oh, so it is uh, next episode. We will have a, that doesn't mean there won't be a side story featuring Lord knows whatever else, but Ahsoka right. Tano is coming up in episode five
2: crazy okay i'm ready i'm ready i'm all in
5: and we have a title for for that episode too did you guys know that it's called gone with a trace will be episode
4: five they'll probably release a teaser later this week like they've been doing they've been dropping a little teaser snippet uh early in the week for what's coming up on friday so do you guys watch
2: those i don't i don't watch any of the teasers i like to just go in fresh um but do you watch any of the teasers
4: I do. I, I mean, usually it watch it. It's just a short. Yeah, clip, it doesn't but... ruin anything for me for you know a minute of the actual show. So yeah. for me, I'll watch it. But okay, um, I don't. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, it reminds me. I didn't know they exist I, though. Either so, <laughs> you know, I'm it trying to be me up on our Rise of social Skywalker, Skywalker, so. Um, that Rise of Skywalker uh, teaser clip that they played before the movie came out. It was like an extended cut. We, we talked about it on our show. We talked and about I was just 432
5: so, of them on our show. There was, was so well, dang many of those I was things.
2: just so nervous. It was the it was the opening scene where Kylo confronted the Emperor. That clip that came out like the day or two before Rise of Skywalker. And uh, I was just so nervous. I'm always nervous with teaser clips, well, man.
4: I, I, uh, I just don't want anything given away. The big one for me out of that teaser clip was, you know, Poe screaming when one of the other ships got shot down. So,
2: oh, okay. And he yeah. he
4: was very upset by it. And I was yeah. like, okay, so there's a main character going to die in this battle yeah. at some point. It was a semi-main character yeah. with Snap Wexley, but um, you Temin. still don't understand that. But yeah, Timmons should have brought his B1 um, battle droid uh, with
2: him. Papa Wedge. Papa Wedge didn't even know that his his son-in-law died. Where was Nora Wexley? I mean, sorry, I'm a novel guy. uh, I mean, there was like total disconnection. Anyways, anything else you guys want to predict um, before we get out or anything else you think is going to happen uh, here in the next episode or the the remainder of the season?
5: I think we're going to get character stuff with Ahsoka. We're going to get her um, kind of like in Rebels, how she is living by her code, but it's not the Jedi code. She's going to do the right thing and Mm -hmm. she's going to, um, like Qui Gon said, she's going to go to the light because it is the light, you know, not because she's a Jedi necessarily. But she's going to make friends and learn how to live without the Order, and so on and so forth, until they call her back.
2: Do we think Asajj is going to be in these episodes? Speaking of making friends, you think that we're going
4: to get more ventures? She's still yes. down below there.
5: I think she. I think they're such yeah. a cool pair. I like. I really like the Ahsoka Asajj pair. That was really fun yeah. when you did that. Um, I don't know if it'll happen again or not, but be cool if it did. I I'm an Asajj yeah. Ventress fan in general.
2: Yeah, same. Same. Mm-hmm. Do any any other interesting characters you think that we're gonna meet in the underbelly of it will Ahsoka cross paths with Boba Fett in the <laughs> underbelly of okay, Coruscant?
5: Dude, there's so many characters. It's
2: always got
5: <laughs> daggone Boba Fett. Like
2: we, Kyle, this <laughs> is the one. What's he
5: doing in the underworld of? He's out bounty hunting with his yeah, stupid Ora and whatever. He's yeah. down in level 13, 13 of Coruscant. He could be. No, there's, could no be. there's no it's bounties the being underbelly. hunted there. He's out in he, the.
2: Well, wasn't Asaj outskirts. a bounty hunter? Wasn't she acting as a bounty hunter in the underbelly of Coruscant? Yes. <laughs> she
5: was
4: in it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm just saying, listen, we need, I'm only upset because we don't have a finality on this guy. I need more Boba Fett, man. I've lived my whole life wanting more. I just need, I need Disney to give me some. I actually think she's going to
5: meet new characters. I think we're going to get new characters. Like
2: Claude, like we're going to Ahsoka and Claude tale.
5: Yeah, the tale of Ahsoka and uh, Jeff. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, I'm talking about Claude from uh, Rise of Skywalker,
3: your boy, yeah, the big slug Claude. guy.
5: Yeah, I'm talking to Claude. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but what if, Kyle, what if it's not Claude that she meets, but it's Boba Fett? Right? Right? That's what I'm saying. It could be a journey. <laughs> could it be uh, Boba Fett? Could it, well, I,
5: I heard these. So there was this character in the background of to, of this last episode that kind of looked over his shoulder. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm very sure... You guys are <laughs> there so was this dumb. there was
2: this gonk droid that Record heard, was flexing I heard but these I but I saw spurs
5: in the background yeah, and when
2: he was pumping the the gonk droid I heard yeah, the spurs and I yeah, think he might have been yeah, hiding in definitely, there.
5: Probably definitely gonna be Boba oh, Lord.
2: God, don't make fun of me. Oh <laughs> I love Boba Fett. Anyways, all right, listen. If we got nothing else, let's blow this thing and get out of here. You're
5: all You're clear, clear man. kid. Blow this thing, go home.
2: All right. So um, we definitely uh, have a lot going on right now. Our social media is uh, picking up, having a lot of fun interacting with everyone on social media at SW Friends Show, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And one of the things that we announced uh, after our last show was our Rise of Skywalker giveaway contest. So I am so very excited and thankful for all the really exceptional reviews that have come in on the Star Wars Friends. Uh, really gives us the feedback that we that we want and. kind of see how we are doing for you guys and making sure that you guys are enjoying this show Um, so thank you for sending in all the feedback across all the platforms I know that a lot of Android users had issues with uh, leaving reviews so Podchaser stepped in and said hey you can leave reviews on Podchaser so we were doing that so I just want to give a big thank you to everyone that does that the reviews mean a lot to us it doesn't really necessarily mean a lot to uh, the algorithms or whatever but it lets us know that That we're doing some good for the community, and that's what it's all about—keeping a positive conversation in the Star Wars community. Um, And uh, we're going to keep continuing to do that for y'all. So, all right, let's just uh, dive into a few of these. piercer meatloaf at piercer meatloaf left us one uh what a great group of like-minded fans that know how to keep it interesting and entertaining from start to finish the star wars friends podcast just earned a regular subscriber so thank you very much Sweet. piercer meatloaf uh, definitely you. appreciate that love this review here from waka flocka Alyssa at waka flocka Alyssa. i stumbled across this show from their twitter account and a few episodes in and i'm already loving it it's positive it's fun and it's funny I would recommend this to any fan. Can't wait for the Celebration 2020 livecast. Either can we, Alyssa, poolside. Going to have my virgin pina colada under the palm trees of sunny Anaheim, California. Very excited about that. Um, We got a ton of other really great reviews here. Um, This is from Matthew Harrington, at Matt from Enid. Started listening to Star Wars Friends Pod a couple of weeks ago, and I'm really enjoying the positive, friendly vibes. These guys are just normal fans. That love Star Wars, and I dig that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, man, let's let's see here. From Sean Wars at Sean Wars, friends check Star Wars, yes. Fun loads, <laughs> a fun podcast nice. that covers all things Star Wars. They cover it all: collecting comics, TV shows, the movies, books, and everything else. As a diehard Star Wars fan, the friends on this podcast gives me everything I want covered in a weekly Star Wars news. Keep up the good work, and we will do our best to do that. Sean yes, Morris, thank you sure. so much. Um, and you know. You can see the rest of these incredible reviews up on our, uh, our Twitter. I want to give a shout-out to SkyMaller at SkyMaller. This is a great review. It's a long one. I'll try to get through it quick. There are literally a ton of Star Wars podcasts out there, and I've been listening to many for over a decade. So when I saw Ooh. a new one drop, I almost passed it over due to being overloaded. I'm so glad I didn't. In fact, I've recently cut my Star Wars podcast list from over 20 to just 5, and this one wow. is at the top. These guys bring an enthusiasm and positive outlook on all things Star Wars that's truly needed and appreciated right now. Does that mean they love everything? Of course not. But there are some of the nicest and most respectable podcasters I heard out there. What I love most is that they're huge fans of everything that came before Disney, and unlike some, are still enjoying this new era, or at least finding things to love when they disagree with the direction. You won't Shots find a more something. passionate and honest show out there. Thank you, Sky Mauler. Hell yeah.
4: That is an Thanks, honest man. review right yeah. there. That's, that's awesome.
2: So... We only got three minutes left in our outro here, and we got to draw a winner. We got a lot of entries here, about 25 entries, and uh, the winner is going to receive a copy of the Rise of Skywalker novelization and a copy of the Rise of Skywalker Blu ray. So I'm going to go ahead and randomize this list here. And let's see who the grand prize winner... Actually, let me back this up, bro. Let me back this up, bro. I want to give two people our... uh, uh, They came out in number form. So number three and number two are going to win Star Wars Friends t-shirts. And number three is Waka Flocka Alyssa, who I read her review. You're going to get a t-shirt, Star Wars Friends t-shirt. And then... At Brandon Barris, who runs the Ewok Apprentice, um, we're going to get Brandon a t-shirt. And let's see here. Our winner of the Rise of Skywalker Blu-ray and novelization is at ChanCOC7. At ChanCOC7. So i got to pull that nice. one up. But we'll hit you up. We will hit you up, ChanCOC. You just won a double dose of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker swag. So that's pretty tight. We'll reach out to nice. you, man. Um Thanks All right, for the reviews guys. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you so you. much for the reviews. It means yeah, thank a lot you. to us. Um, thank you. And then we have a crossover cast dropping this week with Ro from the Scared Scuttlebutt podcast. So keep a lookout for that probably on Thursday. We'll drop that on uh, on Thursday night. That was a fun one. Justin and I got to talk with him yeah. uh, this past weekend. Really cool dude. It's a positive cast and you're going to you're going to laugh. I got some there's some funny lines in that show. It's pretty good. Um so, all right, y'all. Anyone want to give a quick shout-out before we uh, get out?
4: Yeah, I'm going to give a quick birthday shout-out to uh, Meredith Salinger, who voices our favorite Jedi, Barris Offie. Yay! I don't yeah! know when this show turned into yeah! an hour and a half of trying to get me pissed off about something, but I'm well, sure she's birthday, a nice Meredith. lady. She's probably very nice, oh, Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs>
2: Love it, I love it. Anyone else got a shout out before we get out of here?
5: Now somebody can send me something though, I'll shout you out. There i you got. Go. Right now.
2: All right, hit me up at known <laughs> is Chris. You can find me on Twitter. Where can they find you guys?
3: This is Josh, and I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of this is Justin, you can find me on Twitter at
4: I am the Bendu.
5: This is Kyle. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at KB underscore Legend
2: awesome and of course hit us up at sw Friends show on twitter instagram and facebook and email the show start star show at star wars friends.com send in uh send us some rise of skywalker stuff we want to talk about that uh on our on our rise of skywalker recap show so until next time y'all may the force be with
4: you always, always. later Gosh, always <laughs>
0: Hey friends, don't forget to subscribe to the Star Wars Friends podcast and leave an awesome review on whichever podcast app you're listening on. Catch up on past episodes, fun interviews, and more at StarWarsFriends.com. Connect with the Star Wars Friends on social media at SWFriendsShow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show at show at StarWarsFriends.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, may the Force be with you.